It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Around the Grounds with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Happy Saturday morning to everyone. Adam Peacock here. Nick Davis as well. Gibbo is with us. Gentlemen, Davo, Gibbo, how are we? Concerned. Oh, that's a good start. I'm concerned. About what? You. Why? You've changed it, you've changed it up. Changed what up? Bacon and egg roll. <laughs> You've gone for breakfast. something different. Well, last... never do that. No. <laughs> you don't do that. Okay, just to update people. You don't. For the last three, four months. You posted it last week, did you not? Yeah, last three, people four said, months. People oh, said, nice roll. <laughs> gone the corn fritters this morning. <laughs> are you disgusted that it's corn fritters? Guilty or are you dis- much? <laughs> dis- Guilty disgust- much? Yeah, last night. Yeah. I ate half my body weight and Guzman and Gomez. That's not much. <laughs> woke up this morning. That's not like actually a- not that much. <laughs> Oh, well, it is this morning. <laughs> I uh, I woke up this morning like I'd been <laughs> spent the last week in a salt mine. <laughs> it was like, oh, it was a bit dry. Good morning, mowers. <laughs> morning, mowers. Morning, everyone. This is Around the Ground, Saturday morning mowers club. It's not really a morning for mowing. Yes, it is. Beautiful. It's got that dampness in the grass. It's, it's a late morning mow. Yeah, but the wind's going to whip up and it's a... And you don't have to worry about the... Whippersnipper cuttings, it just blows off, it just disappears. It's the great, the great part of mowing in the wind. Well, that little bit just blows away. It'll be a gale this afternoon, apparently. So, yeah. How was your week, Nick? It was good. It was a good week. Sorry to end it on a downer with the, the breakfast choice. Concern? No, I had a good week. Because um, you don't have breakfast, do you, by the way? No, just... I'm, a, I'm an intermittent faster. You're a faster. I'm so, so... nil by mouth until... Midday. That's ridiculous. What a ridiculous concept, Gibbo. It's very do, strange. Breakfast is the best meal of the day. To I do think. once, once said person has finished his professional sporting career to now worry about what he eats. Why weren't you doing that? When I you're... don't know. Why wasn't I doing a lot of things? Going to bed early and <laughs> all this sort of business. Anyway. Got it back to front. Yeah, it's... Well, I did. I got it. Gibbo, you're, you're not a non-breakfast guy, surely. You don't no, no, I love... Reason. Yeah. I love the um, sausage and egg muffin from across the road as well. Yeah. Not this morning, unfortunately. Why? Oh, I just didn't get the time. I was in here at 6.30 just doing all this prep. Prepping up. Not for this show, for the next show. Yeah. He's good. He's You're on with Chris Warren again this afternoon. We've all yeah. got other shows. I'm uh, co-hosting. <laughs> I was, I'm spewing I wasn't there for it, Nick. Yeah. Uh, he was on drive my, yesterday. Yeah, I'm moving up. Okay. Uh, you're going to desert us on a Saturday morning, are you? No. Oh, you're going to stick with us. Because my man's back. Oh, Tristan. Yes. Oh, he's paying your wage, is he? Yes. At top sport. <laughs> it's the only reason you're and here. Then I Not pay, me. And then I Not pay him. And then I pay it back to him. Yes. <laughs> well, it was, the, it was the longest 20 minutes in non-sponsorship in the history of this radio station, the fact that he realised that uh, 
He didn't read the fine print. Always read the fine print. And his I'm not contract. sure he could read any print last week. Last fine, week. bold, underline, he italics, <laughs> any sort of print in front of so Tristan good. last week was probably not. It was all windings. <laughs> it was. I love the fact that he re-signed his sponsorship with the show, but on the contract it said March 11. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was gone. And then 20 minutes later he was listening to the show and then he was back. He'll be back later on. He will be back. He will be back. He'll have his dual segment back again. The, the little one, then the big one a bit later on. Um, there's not a stack of sport on, but what we do there's have to say. There's a stack of racing. I mean, my goodness. Racing I do not know where to look today. Randwick, Everest. At the television. At the television. Let's start there. <laughs> Imprint on the couch. Homer Simpson style. Uh, Caulfield Cup as well. Uh, sad news, really sad news out of Mooney Valley this morning. Yeah. That <laughs> This is the day that they usually... It was uh, our potential guest. The Cox Plate... Um, Contenders go to uh, Mooney Valley this Saturday morning, have a bit of a hit out. Have their last spin. A week out, last spin around Mooney Valley. So Dragon A, Cox Plate champion of last uh, last year, mm. was in his warm-up as well. It wasn't as ex- like he was at I've full done tilt. That. I've done that. And he um, unfortunately injured himself so severely that he had to be humanely put down. So Yeah, very horrible. disappointing. Very disappointing. And uh, I was going to re- actually reach out to – Part owner Neil Neil Werrett this mm. morning, who's a uh, who's an owner of uh, of many many fast horses, uh, Black Caviar, but he does own the slot and the uh, the share in Mask Crusader. So, mm. uh, what was looking to be a, a really um, hopefully a big day for for Neil and his connections um, to get that that phone call, and I've I've had. Plenty of discussions with him about racing, and he, he he does say that any any phone call from a trainer on a Saturday morning generally isn't a good one. So no. I think when uh, Kieran Ma's uh, number would have or name would have come up on the phone, you normally get that sinking feeling. But yeah, disappointing for a Cox Plate that probably opened up after last week, and um, and with Zaki uh, going down um, at Caulfield. Um, probably opened it up for um, these horses. But, mm. yeah, unfortunately, Sir Dragon A will not be uh, there. Today's uh, guests on Around the Grounds, the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. We'll, we'll talk a bit of mowing with um, Dan Stutters. Gibbo, you've lined this one up, so give us Dan's You've gone uh, rogue. Story. Yeah, so professional landscaper. I've been in the business for a long time around Sydney. He's a good friend of Doug Bollinger's, actually. Okay. Uh, we, we had someone lined up, but unfortunately. He's got to have one, Doug. Last minute. <laughs> Pull out. But we've got we've got Dan Stutters. He's um professional turf layer. Mm. He'll be a great chat. And he's I chatted to him last night. He's a pretty interesting guy too. All you mowers out there, listen to Dan uh, with the racing and uh, on a mowers theme as well. Lindsay Murphy, he's probably one of the most important mowers that has been around <laughs> in the last thirty to forty years. Lindsay Murphy, he was uh, head of head of race courses for the ATC. Yeah. And preparing some of the most important lawn at Royal Randwick, Rose Hill, Canterbury, Warwick Farm, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Barefoot Dutchman, we spoke to him a few yeah. uh, few weeks ago. He's nearly there. So he's he's walked from the, the tip of the country down to Sydney. And Where he's, is he? He's going? almost there. Barefoot, by the way, he's walked. He's, uh, he's at Palm Beach at the moment. He's at Palmy. So I think he's just taking the last two days really slow. A lot of people, because he's from the Northern Beaches, I think that's where he's based. Yep. A lot of people there helping him walk through and then... Taking it pretty slow. He's walked for th- however long, Three six months. months. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's not going to, oh, geez, I'm nearly there. I'm going to pick up the pace. I'm going to bolt it, yeah. But I think the... Um, <laughs> I might break into a slow jog here. 
the plan for Anton is on Sunday afternoon, he's going to walk the last bit from Queensy to Manly. And I think yeah. there's going to be a fair few people there helping him through. And then I might I'd get out on my Manly sea do and, uh, and have a look. <laughs> <laughs> onto the stain, yeah. I'd say, so, I'd say there'd be a bit of a party tomorrow afternoon on the northern beaches. But I, I want to see. He won't be his, doing much dancing. He'd be sitting his down. His feet, yeah, his feet crook. would be. Because oh. he was saying that I think the last couple of days have been the worst. From um from Newcastle to Central Coast, just the roads they're using. Mate, they're I'm looking used. at this distangled corn fritter of mine that's half eaten. What would you rather? And I reckon it's <laughs> I reckon uh, Anton, the soles of Anton's feet resemble highly. Don't you reckon? Looking We're at that. <laughs> Was that? To, did we have that on our show once? Would you rather? Was that one of our things? Did we have that? I think I think in the like early one days? of the first in the Sattler days. The yeah, early incarnations my, of the show. Before, before my over. time, I said, you know mm. what? We don't have to do that sort of stuff. Whereas, would you rather? That's just mm. way too highbrow for that. You're bringing it back, though, aren't you? Yeah, Nick? You it's on your mind. <laughs> I was going to be, would you rather be that? <laughs> would you rather? It tastes good. Betcha tastes better than his feet. I don't know what we're going to find out. I think. Darren Berry. Chuck is joining us as well to talk some cricket. There's a stack of cricket happening at the moment. and uh, Chuck, final? Sorry? IPL final? Overnight. Mm. World Cup. World Cup T20. Some big clashes. Today, tonight, Oman versus Papua New Guinea. The one you've been waiting for, Nick. <laughs> Couldn't quite fit it in the multi. <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> Put it in. <laughs> Put it in. We'll see. see if we can squeeze an extra leg in there. So w- that's the... WBBL. That's the prelims. And that will how go ahead. Unla- how, unla- how unlucky can you be? Let's go to Tasmania. There's a bit of COVID case in Tasmania. Would you see the story yesterday? Ever. With well, Tassie. So this yes. this idiot's broken out and, you know, he's infectious in the community and stuff. They had to delay the – in WA, they had to delay in Perth, the WA, Tasmania, because the Tasmanian cricketers, they had to go through a checklist and say that you, you weren't at this venue, you mm. weren't at this venue to make sure. So they delayed the game by an hour, the Marsh Cup. Well – Crazy times we live in, huh? How good. We're out of it now, aren't we? Uh, no, we're not, mate. Do you feel not. You're not allowed to go anywhere. In False Sydney. promises. Yeah, but you can't leave. You can go to the pub. Just One step at a time. Don't start, mate. What about yesterday? Don't start. How Perite, Peritet? Perite? Perite. Perite. No, <laughs> Perite. He comes out and says, oh, it's a free-for-all. Everyone. Come to New South Wales. You can come to Sydney if you're from overseas. But if you come to Sydney, you can't go to Newcastle. Ten minutes later, ScoMo comes on, slaps him down and says, ah, no, 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 Excuse me, buddy. Chill out, bro. Chill out. You, It's only returning residents. So for a while there, the the England cricketers were perhaps getting a little excited that they wouldn't have to quarantine in Brisbane. They can just come straight to Sydney, chill out for a couple of weeks. We'll get a couple of Ashes tests here in Sydney. Never know. Might happen. Might happen. Um, the cricket, the scoreboard, by the way, uh, that Marsh Cup game, Tassie got it done against WA, bowled him out for 218 and chased it down. Four wickets in hand. Jordan Silk was uh, very, very good for Tasmania. Ashton Turner, a century for WA. These are players that are on the cusp of the Australian lineup and might play a part in T20s and, and one-day cricket as the summer goes on for Australia. The Shield, uh, Queensland bowled out for 152, South Australia two for 89 in reply. Don't know if you saw it through the week, guys. Travis Head. Double. Double. Double ton. 230 off about 120 balls. And he got a century earlier in the Shield season as well. So he is just hitting form at the right time. The way he bought, the way he went about it as well on Wednesday, he just, he was playing backyard cricket. 
against the the kid from next door who can't bowl. That the old when the you know when you've got them under the pump, you've got the the fresh electrical tape on the ball and it's doing heaps, and then yeah. you knock the electrical, and then you just can't get them out. Yeah, that was it. That was it. They were bowling with the, just a tennis ball, no electrical tape. It was not hooping around. It was just a tennis ball. They were playing on a road though, weren't they? Because Queensland got three hundred in reply. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a good deck, put it that way. Wouldn't you just love to be batting on those sort of pitches? You just mm. come out, you can get your average up. It was concrete, basically, they were playing on. Uh, and the IPL final overnight, Gibbo, you kept a close eye on this one. Uh, Joshy Hazelwood, he's an IPL winner. Yeah, he took two wickets in the match, but Faf Duplessis was the man of the match. I think he got 80-odd. What do you got here? 86. 86 off 59. It's on the run sheet, mate. Yeah, sorry, mate. I've got to have a look at this. But Chennai Super Kings, fourth title. Mumbai Indians have got five. So congratulations, Steve Fleming is their coach, and he's been their coach through all those title victories. But New Zealander, yeah, yeah, New Zealander. It was actually uh, Steve Fleming up against Brendan McCullum, SENZ morning ho- breakfast host. Yes. So it was interesting to see. Good to see Josh Hazelwood win. Mm. But for the Aussies, Glenn Maxwell was playing really well. Unfortunately, in the IPL itself, Dave Warner and Steve Smith both dropped heading into the World T20. Yeah, it's not good. See how it goes with the World T20 though. It's the first time Stoinis I can remember in a long time that we've got Hazelwood, Stark and Cummins playing T20 cricket for Australia. That hasn't happened that often in the last couple of years. So that might be a big bonus for us, but it's our batting lineups. The big question. <laughs> Got to get it off the square. Major question. Major question. But uh, Josh Inglis, he could be in for a good T20 World Cup. Just around the corner of that particular competition. The NFL yesterday, uh, another close game oh. on a Thursday night game over there in the, the US. Friday, uh, Middle of the day here. It was a good game. Uh, the Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, 28. The Philadelphia Eagles, 22. And it was uh, was a nervous watch for all in for a few of us here at... Uh, oh, okay. At uh, Talking through your pockets. Yeah. We're on the minus seven and a half. <laughs> when they were six in front, uh, six behind the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and went for the two-point conversion. And we were like, oh, please don't do that. What did you I'm make sorry, of... Eight behind. If you're across uh, your NFL, you would have heard of what happened to John Gruden, the Las Vegas Raiders coach who got done um, in an email scandal. Uh, They're investigating the Washington football team and some um, horrible kind of behavior behind the scenes from owners and and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And John Gruden was caught up in it um, with some emails just basically sledging everyone. Just gave it to everyone and got caught out, got sacked. And then Tampa Bay came out and took him out of their Hall of Fame. The Ring of Honor. The Ring of Honor. Um, Fair or unfair? Oh. To retrospectively punish. Because what he was reported to have done happened way after he won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Yep. Um, Unfair. I think it's unfair. Jared Hayne, should he be stripped of a Dally M? No. Okay. What? Consistent. No. Yeah. No, I'm just, it's, you know, similar kind of vein, if you like, in terms of misdemeanors and achievements and where do you... thinking brain in there for a second. Your thinking brain. (laughs) Tired. I could hear it. Tired. Clicking over. (laughs) No, I don't think you should. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's disappointing. Again. They're your side, aren't they? They are. Are you happy that Gruden's gone? I'm not. He's a good coach. 
took the plus six and a half wins for the season. Stop thinking of your pocket, Nick. <laughs> Topsport.com.au. Ten seconds. Just sitting on three, sense. sitting at three and zero. Oh, I was in a pure sporting sense. Lying. Uh, yeah, I am disappointed. I am disappointed. Um, it was a big year for the Raiders, and it, it became obviously untenable, unfortunately. Because the the rumor is that he, it was convenient for the owner, <laughs> because he's on he's a ten a, year, ten hundred million, million yeah. dollar. Like Wayne Bennett must look at that and go, "I'm in the wrong sport." Yeah. But it was only four years into it, and then all of a sudden, yep. it was, I oh know. Yeah. Yeah, so the conspiracy rumor around it is that the NFL discovered this, and they went through over 45,000 or 450,000 emails, and this one email is the one that that sunk someone's battleship, that the NFL handed it to the Raiders owner, allegedly, mm. and said, well, do with this as you will. Uh, because as you said it wasn't about it was a it was a uh, it was about the Washington football team yeah previously and and the toxic culture there and, and John Gruden and it comes out very unfortunate for for him and uh, with a team that you know majority African American in the NFL um, the Las Vegas Carl Nassib is the first openly gay NFL player plays for the Raiders I mean he. he- he basically... He didn't miss anyone. He didn't miss anyone. It was racist. It was homophobic. Misogynistic. Misogynistic. And there's a few others chucked in yeah, there on the top. Anyway. Well done people, for... People that like bacon egg rolls. Yeah. Cyclists. You got everyone. What about corn fritters? Corn fritters. I'm still, I'm still not happy with that. Text line, let's get this back on track with the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Good morning, Mowers Club members. I grew up with Dan Stutters, who is a guest later on the uh, the show. He's come from very humble beginnings in Mount Druitt to grow his business from scratch to become very successful in life. Bit of brucing there. Gents, cheers. Kano. Uh, Thanks, Kano. Thanks, Kano. Cheers. With Dan and Penrith, it's been a great couple of weeks for Mount Druitt. And we'll talk to Except Dan. if you're the Premiership Trophy. Good point. Good point. Back in a moment with Tristan Millahan. You're with the Saturday Morning Miles Club Around the Grounds. This is Around the Grounds. And we are back. And so too, of course, after his 20-minute retirement last week mm-hmm. as the sponsor of the show, major partner of the show, the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Are we going to change his name, by the way? Are we still Around the Grounds or are we going to be Mowers Club? Should we put it to the tax board? Yeah. Oh. Or should we just do it? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just going to do it anyway, but we yeah, can put it to the text board as well. To oh, four, text, five, seven. Put it out to the Twitterverse or whatever. What happens in winter? Like, do you still mow in winter? We'll call it the dormant yeah. mowers club. I still think there's legs in every month we change it and we do the Saturday <laughs> Cookers Club, <laughs> like climbing club. The, cookers, Mate, we, the cookers Club. I'm just saying the sales guy. Well, it is the Cookers yeah. Club anyway, isn't it? What's Breaking Bad on Netflix right now? <laughs> I'm just seeing sales guys thinking, Kerching. It's Saturday morning cookers. Well, Friday night cookers club. <laughs> 0457 736 736. What else can we do apart from the Mowers Club? Saturday morning cooker. Give us a call. <laughs> Tristan Mellahan right now. Um, beautiful way to bring in our sponsor. How are you, mate? Oh, no. Oh, not he's, again. He's pulled the sponsorship. His panel's cooked. <laughs> Saturday morning cookers. <laughs> 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 Maybe something more holistic like 
uh, more wholesome. The, the Saturday morning walkers club. <laughs> Cyclists the, were back. The Saturday morning lycra club. They were back. They were back because now they can get out of their LGA and all that sort of business. Yeah, the Tour de France the week through, didn't you, on the way in. <laughs> Got a couple of new hood ornaments on the box. They love here. General Holmes Drive, don't oh. they? <laughs> That's their runway. <laughs> That's their Alpe d'Huez. <laughs> Absolutely. Tristan, are you there now? I'm back. I'm back. Good to see nothing's changed in that <laughs> half a week off. <laughs> Thanks for investing in this high-quality, <laughs> high-rating three-hour program. <laughs> How are you, mate? Very good. Very excited to be back. And yeah, no, it's been, uh, been a big morning. Big day of racing, as you said. Obviously, sad news with Sir Dragon A. But uh, yeah, it's a big, big day coming up and uh, looking forward to having a chat and going through it all a bit later on. How, um, how do you see, are you a bit kind of cautious with Caulfield and all the rain and Randwick? I've always thought with Randwick with wind, it changes the complexion of how the races pan out. Amazingly, uh, like hugely different. So is it a bit of a wait and see about how everything's going to pan out this afternoon? Yeah, definitely a wait and see. I think punters are doing that as well. There's been a lot of activity, but um, I I think the real big players are going to step in a little bit later. Probably they'll see how the track's playing in the first couple of races. We've got the features later in the day, of course. So, uh, yeah, it is a tricky one. Incentivise has been on the blows. Uh, There's been a lot of support for the runners away from it in the Caulfield Cup. And then... In the in the uh, Everest, just been one-way traffic for Nature Strip, just been backed off the map along with Eduardo and Classic Legend, drifted all the way out to 650 um, for a moment, back into 550 now. But, yeah, they're certainly shying away from Classic Legend, which will be interesting to see how how the uh, last year's winner goes. Some of the other races at Ramwick, Tristan, Kosciuszko and things like that. Spoke yesterday on uh, on on drive with uh, Joel. If you didn't catch me on there, I've uh, I've I've also jumped over there. So um, look, I think it's important that look, the the Everest is um, is seen as the the big boys uh, race, but the Kosciuszko obviously has a lot um, a lot of, of value to it as well. Oh, absolutely, and it's just such a good concept to you know, have horses and trainers that would not ordinarily get a, get to have runners on a big day like this. So. Massive, uh, massive result there for everyone involved in this race. And there's been a few big goes. Edit's, uh, Edit's been well supported. Um, I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a really good chance of that race around about the five dollar fifty mark. And then Art Cadeau as well, eight dollars into four sixty. So as you say, the, the focus is on the Everest, but there's so many good races around it. And this is the day that, in my view, spring really kicks off and get, get, gets going with these two really big races. And you're right. I think today is the day that we, where you sort of find where these horses are going to go the rest of the spring. Has there been much move in, in a clock's plate market? You'll probably see a bit of a move depending today of the Caulfield Cup in a Melbourne Cup. Obviously, with Zaki uh, going down last week, has there been a bit of a shift in the Cox Plate market? Yeah, there's a big shift. Obviously, we just ripped it down just on that sad news this morning, but Zaki went, uh, drifted out to $3 on the back of the getting defeated last week. Animo has been the big go into $3.90. Very elegant eight. I think incentivised $9 there. It's probably unlikely it goes to that race, but you never know if... if uh, uh, if, if the trainer wants to do something a little bit different, it, it'll certainly start a bit shorter if it was going in that direction. But obviously you would expect Melbourne Cup would be uh, certainly where where the uh, end goal is. And at $6 in that race, it will shorten dramatically if it wins in, in the Caulfield Cup today being... Uh, you know, drawing the outside, Gary, I'd, I'd say to go from $6 into 350 if it were to get a result. And now on Around the Grounds, it's time for Nick's Stupid Multi. What are you, stupid? What's the matter with you? Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? 
Are you stupid or something? Stupid is, stupid does, sir. Now, Tristan, uh, I hope you're on good terms with your bank because you might need to take out a loan if this comes off for Nick Davis to give us some more money for the Cancer Council and uh, be proud sponsors of the longest day. What have you got, Nick, for your yeah, stupid well, multi? Well, I wasn't prepared last week because we didn't have a sponsor, but now we've got a sponsor. Now I'm able to put a little bit more preparation work into Blaming the it on the non-sponsor here. Yeah, right. Right. Now, he's already signed, so now I can blame him. It's fine. <laughs> He can't leave anywhere now. Uh, the NBA. I know a small about a, a small portion of the NBA, but mm, my mighty Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I was a '90s child. Man United, Chicago Bulls. Blah blah blah. Yeah, Chicago wagon. Bulls. Yep, absolute bandwagon. Chicago Bulls uh, in the NBA preseason. Uh, I like them to win, uh, and the Golden State Warriors. They're playing, I think, today. Yeah. So the Bulls and the Warriors, the two teams that everyone that's followed the NBA in the 90s or the 2000s, two teams that you should know. Pre-season games where they sometimes get people out of the stands to play. No, the Bulls are looking good. Right, Marta yeah. Rosen, they're looking good. Uh, so they've got the Bulls and the Warriors. Stupidity is I've dipped back into the uh, into the baseball. Well, you're known for it. so oh, I'm absolutely known for it, so I may as well continue to do it. The Boston Red Sox plus one and a half. Mm-hmm. They're in. The, the NFL, pl- the mm. Packers mm. against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers, Chicago man, hates, hates the Bears. So I've got the Packers. I've got the Colts. I think they're playing well. I've got the Chiefs against the Washington football team because their defense sucks. I've got the Chargers. Tristan, our t- this is our side. The, the, uh, yes. the, the Chargers plus two and a half. I think you could even take them straight out, but I've got them plus two and a half. Baltimore Ravens have won in overtime. They've won on a 70-yard, 300-yard field goal. They're going okay, the Baltimore Ravens, but the Chargers are flying. I like the Carolina Panthers plus two and a half. Uh, I think that they'll bounce back uh, from a, a defeat against the uh, the Cowboys last week. And I've got to stick my guys in the Raiders plus four against the Denver Broncos. I think the troops will rally together. Raider Nation will rise up and they can get within four of the Denver Broncos. So we have NBA, Chicago Bulls, Golden State Warriors, Major League Baseball, the Boston Red Sox plus one and a half. In the NFL, we've got the Packers, the Colts, the Chiefs, the Chargers plus two and a half, the Panthers plus two and a half, and the Raiders plus four. How much do I get? Well, uh, it, so what What it seems we've done is we've joined the other uh, legs that we would have allocated last week and put them together in one big 10-leg multi, and it works out at $52 there. A hundred on that at $52. So That's we'll have we to uh, check the fine print of this contract. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really like the... Um, I really like the Chargers. I think they're flying under the radar. I really like that picket plus two and a half. But yeah, fifty-one, fifty-two dollars if we can get the results. So it'll be a be a big result if it if it comes through. You sure you didn't want to chuck in an eleven or a twelve? No leg. No, that's enough. I, I will throw them for our our topsport.com.au listeners out there. Uh-huh. Go on to topsport.com.au, the best app in the world with the best odds. Have a look. And this man, the Chargers are playing the Ravens. Justin Herbert to be the MVP of the competition at the moment. I oh, think chuck is. that in the multi as well. You may as well. <laughs> Have we already started the Cookers Club? <laughs> Far out. Uh, just a little, just a little sneaky side bet there. He takes on Lamar Jackson, who'd be uh, be right out there in favourites. But it's blown wide open this NFL. It's a good season. It's a good season. Um, no. I think you're enjoying it. I am. A little too much. Anyway, uh, Tristan, we'll leave it there. I'll be back later with my bet. It won't be as idiotic. That's the idiotic um, <laughs> bet this morning from uh, Mr. Tim Lager over here. From. 
My goodness. Uh, anyway, um, and by the way, with the, maybe the question for the listeners out there this week on 0457 736 736, um, looking ahead, if it's not the Mowers Club, what else could we become? Maybe not the Cookers Club, um, but something else. And give us your best uh, give us your best in that regard. And um, Tristan, you're right to uh, chip in a couple of hundred bucks. Yeah, absolutely. We'll throw in 200 there to the best suggestion. And um, speaking about stupid things, I didn't realise Nick's a, a non-eater in the morning, which I, my wife, on the back of uh, misreading this contract, she decided I needed to, to do a juice cleanse for three or four days. And I'm uh, on the last day of it now. And Jesus, I, I don't know if I can, uh, if, if I could cope not, not having food. It's certainly not something I would, uh, I would, I would encourage. So, Nick, you've done a good job if, if that's your normal, uh, your normal diet. It's yep. very impressive. No worries. So that's when I, uh, I make my way and I'm allowed out of uh, Sydney. I can get to topsport.com.au manor at the Gold Coast that um, mm. I'm a great guest because you don't have to get up in the morning and cook me breakfast, mate. So it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tristan. We'll catch you later in the show. There you go. Give us your suggestions, maybe constricting ourselves here to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. You got another one there, Gibbo, that you just came up with? Uh, the Climbers Club? Climbers? Or oh, the, the Cyclist Club? No. I mean, Saturday morning cycling <laughs> no. is, goes hand in hand. And I, and I don't think... But we... it's something you can do whilst listening to us. Well, they, you can listen to us while no, you're you cycling. Can't. It's very dangerous. Okay, running club. That's dangerous. I hate running. Run oh, club. Well, <laughs> no. He's a professional I'm athlete. athlete. I'm, I'm and he hated running. I hate running. <laughs> uh, no. Any suggestions cycling, for you there, Nick? No. Well, I had Look, a suggestion. Hey, Nick, we got to let all these people into the show. We can't keep forcing them out. Cyclists and runners, yeah. they're sports lovers too. But they're too. not listening to us. They could. How do you know? They're yeah. not. You can, mate, you Cyclists can run or listen. runners, if you're listening now, cycling and or running, text in now. What, what are your I'll suggestions, give you two Nick? I've, I made my suggestion. It's not fit for air. <laughs> well, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, oh, I've got a funny joke. <laughs> can't tell oh, no, I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you. Can't oh, I've got you. this story I can't tell you. A quick one before we go to uh, a quick break. We've got Lindsay Murphy around the corner, the track manager, extraordinaire, king of mowers that he is. Um, my man James Dodd at, uh, at Fox Sports News has just tweeted, Kwame Yaboa has left Western Sydney Wanderers and has signed a professional modelling contract, had been contemplating his future in the game for a while and has decided to pursue another passion. It'd be good to have that option. Is he a good-looking? Yeah, he's all right. I've had that. Yeah. He's not my type, but I had know. to wrestle with that a few times. Yeah, yeah, in my career, yeah. I had that option. I chose to keep. I think you're wrestling with yourself I, I, if you think <laughs> you're wrestling with that. The Saturday morning self wrestlers. <laughs> this is around the grounds. Welcome back to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. We've got a couple of texts on the text line just before we get to Lindsay Murphy. Uh, I'm listening while I'm walking the dog. So what about the Saturday Morning Dog Walkers Club? Don't mind it. Don't mind that. Don't mind it. As long as you, you haven't left a name, but as long as you take a plastic bag with you because it's one of the great pet peeves. Especially if you do it on one of our Saturday Morning Mowers lawns. Yeah. You can't have contamination oh, of, of our... Dog zeppelins everywhere. It's of ridiculous. Our, of our clubs. Oh. What else yeah. have we got? Well, on that, uh, don't knock the runners, Nick Davis. I clock up 100K a week. 100K? I do that in my car. I clock up 100K a week listening to doing, SEN. I'm doing finger math here. Any time of the day or week helps the Ks fly yeah. by. Mickey D. It's not Mickey O. <laughs> it wouldn't be, wouldn't be Mickey O. <laughs> Cliffy Young. That's what it is. Running to Melbourne. Oh, Mickey D. Good stuff, Mickey. And Adam and Nick, the Saturday morning hair of the dog club. Victor. <laughs> hey. Oh, Victor. 
Glad you're enjoying your Saturday morning. Good stuff. Kevin Cumming, Corn 0457. Corn part of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, corn kind uh, No, I'll go oh. back there. <laughs> 0457 Let us know uh, what you think we can maybe alternate with, with the Mowers Club. Now it's uh, down to a man who loves getting grass looking good, looking real good, and having livestock run really quickly over the top of it. Lindsay Murphy has been a track manager in Sydney for I don't know how long, but he, I've always associated him with getting a track right for a big day of racing and a crap day of racing as well. Whatever the case, he joins us right now. Lindsay, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good morning, gents. Very well, thanks. That's the way. Thanks for coming on, mate. Um, firstly, how's Randwick today looking, in, in your opinion, ahead of the big Everest day? Look, knowing from experience, when I was there, I've now retired, but... It'll be improving all day. The winds got right up and, um, you know, it was a heavy track yesterday. It's not this morning. They put a horse over it this morning and it was, um, he thought it was on the better side of what they've put up as a seven. So it'll keep improving as the day goes on. Lindsay, did you feel pressure for these, when you were the track manager for these big days, golden slippers and Doncasters and whatnot during the week and you got the weather forecast. Did you feel pressure to you know, try and produce the best tracks that you possibly could on these big days? Yeah, no doubt in the world. You, They are the grand final days. You know, we might have a couple of them through the year, but um, they're so important. There's so much prestige and money at stake that um, they're vital. So you want it as good as it can possibly be. It's a real showcase type of day. So the pressure is there and Talk about watching the weather. My wife would say, geez, you get up 10 times a night looking out the window, you know, to see what was happening as we'd lead up to a race meeting. And it's true. You worry about that. You try and get every forecast possible that you can get your hands on, but um, you're still in the lap of the gods as well. A lot of us with our lawns think, oh, well, if it it has a, a few down weeks or I forget about it, okay, whatever. But you... Pressure's on with a track manager. You have to get it right. How do you make sure? What are some of the tricks that you use to to make sure it was in as pristine a condition as you could get it? Look, they've improved a hell of a lot over the years. There's no two ways about it. The chemicals and the additives that we can use are much more improved than they were when I started. I started with the Turf Club in 1977. And the things we used were very basic back then, and it has got more scientific. But there's still the tried-and-true method is just the basic principles. Keep it watered, keep it fed, and um, mow it as regularly as you possibly can to keep that mat thickening up, and your grass will grow. Yeah, good advice. Sounds like yeah. <laughs> sounds like you treat that like you treat a middle-aged man. You just water it and feed it and yeah, give it a trim That's occasionally. Right. Yeah. As long as you got a drink and a feed, you're going okay. <laughs> what was your, in, in regards to the tracks that you've worked on, a, a lot was made of, of you know, sort of Randwick and then the Kenzo track and all these sorts of things. What was, you know, what was your favourite track to sort of work on and, and what did you get the most pride out of? Uh, look, they're all different in their own way, which is something that was quite unique. I started at the Sydney Turf Club when we only had the two tracks then, Rose Hill and Canterbury. And they were great. And we actually lived on Canterbury Racecourse for 22 years. So I've got four kids and they all grew up on the racecourse. So it's quite special to us. And I was very involved in the rebuilding of it, but then gone on to the rebuilding of Rose Hill. And then when the merger happened um, in 2011, 
I was able to take over the four track. So Ramwick has always been um, a bit of a cult hero to me. You know, like Ramwick and Flemington, they're they're pretty outstanding places, and to be able to manage Ramwick and go was quite amazing, and have those added special races. You mentioned the Doncaster and those. I'd always be at the Doncaster. It's a great day. And then to be a part of it. And then the Everest came along, which added a totally new dimension again at at a time of year where Sydney was a bit more low-key. It certainly went from being a bit low-key to very high stakes. Speaking of Canterbury, there was a... Were you able to get the dint out of it that young Patrick put into it when he decided to just check how hard the track was that night? <laughs> the, the, the night when he uh, yeah. when he came a cropper, he hit the deck a couple of times, and um, one of them he did say, and he bounced up and rode in a race or two later, and um, he did say, "Oh, thank God, Dad had plenty of grass on the track today. You know, I needed that because he just gone bang straight into it." But no, he gave a few tracks a workout. <laughs> he did few outside rails, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got exactly. plenty of a lot of tracks, young Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, best horse you ever saw? Lindsay? Winks. Winks. Yeah. I always maintained it was Kingston Town. And it's hard to change that view when a horse is actually racing. But um, even when she was midway through a thing, she was the best by far that I'd come across no doubt she was unbelievable what she could do uh, and there was yeah, there, you go. there was another level of pressure there actually yeah. with winks because chris and the connections were also concerned chris in particular he was very conscious of how the tracks would be and at those carnival times we had quite a number of wet tracks and he was concerned whether they'd be safe enough for her he was her well-being was all he was interested in, and so that added another stress factor that I could have done without. Absolutely. Another stress factor, uh, factor and things that sort of come up, Linz, is track, the, 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 the dreaded track bias. Can, yeah, what yeah. causes the old track bias? What causes it? What, is it a thing? Does it, is it just sort of a wear and tear thing or a water? What causes track bias? Yeah, I wish I knew. That would be... Um, <laughs> That's the million-dollar question. It does exist. There's no two ways about it that biases exist. And, you know, for track managers denying it, which was the case when track bias came under the focus so much, a lot of track managers, no, no, nothing wrong with this track, nothing wrong with this track. Well, there is nothing wrong with it, but they do perform differently from day to day. But as long as we as a track manager haven't contributed to that in um, the way we watered or the way we rolled it or mowed it or whatever. If we haven't contributed to that bias, well, you just shrug your shoulders and say, I don't know what's happened there. There was a period where I had and my managers at each track, I said, why don't we try and see if we can tell people, look, we believe it's going to be better off the fence or the fence is going to be on fire or whatever. So just for a while, make a note and of your own view and go. And we were wrong 80% of the time. We'd say, oh, the fence is on fire today and they'd all went down the outside, you know. So it's far from an exact science. You mentioned wind earlier. That's a huge factor. And, um, and you know, a lot of the biases 
aren't actually track biases. They are tempo related, and yeah. and people don't attribute it to that straight away. They they think it's oh, the track is causing that, but no, the tempo is a huge factor. Have you ever uh, had a a robust discussion with say a jockey or a or a trainer who accused the track of being no good and you basically shot back with, well... How about you steer it better? <laughs> How about you don't train a slow nah. horse? Yeah, well, um, yes, I have had many a robust <laughs> discussion, actually. And, um, but they all just go around in circles, unfortunately. And um, now um, everyone's got a view, and trainers, as you bikes know well, um, hangs by that if their horse doesn't perform the way they expected they're looking for answers and sometimes the track is that answer but um no i've had a number of robust discussions and likewise with um jockeys who now walk the tracks and they'll come back to me and say oh geez you want to get off the fence today and then next thing three things come up the fence and win and i don't say anything to them i just go and see them and just smile gently. <laughs> Lindsay, thanks so much for joining us this morning, mate. Um, enjoy watching the races wherever you are, uh, on the couch or maybe yep. even making it around week. And um, really appreciate your time this morning on the Mowers Club. No, my pleasure. Keep the name as the Mowers Club too. Everyone loves it when they've done their lawn and go and you sit back and you might grab a beer and look at it and say, gee, that looks good. And you can do that in winter too. You can just pretend that, yeah, no, good name. <laughs> just start the mower up, Linda. Just put it on the highest the highest notch. Just roll <laughs> it over. Right. You're just basically rolling it. Get you 20 minutes <laughs> away right. from the uh, from the said party. You know, I've just got to mow the lawns. Just pretend <laughs> yeah. that you're mowing it. Have the mower going and then you can have your beer. That's a great idea. Exactly. Lindsay just did our promo line. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. Good stuff, Lindsay Murphy, um, former track manager, knows everything there is to go on growing a good lawn. You're listening to Around the Grounds. <laughs> what was that one? Welcome back to the Mowers Club. <laughs> We're thinking of alternative names for our club. It's the Mowers Club. Yeah. Lindsay Murphy said. Yeah, it's the Mowers Club. It's the mower, and you can do it in the middle of winter. You just go out. Well, we might have a random week where we just come up with one and we'll we try, want we your like ideas We like to try and help out everyone. We're, 0457, 736, Mickey D and the runners. But you just go out there with your mower, strike the mower, put it on the highest level and just pretend that you're mowing. Beats raking leaves. Absolutely. Just mow the oh, leaves. Oh, yeah, I do that. Yeah. And, and dog. Great way to do it. Um, What was the other club that you just came no. up with? <laughs> the Walker Shame the Club. The Walker Shame Club. <laughs> Saturday morning. The Saturday morning Hang walkers on. of shame. You left here at five o'clock on Friday night with those clothes on. You're, and wearing, you just, the, <laughs> you're wearing the same clothes. They're not clothes you would leave the house at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning in. And you stink like a tip. Uh, the dog walker, by the way, name is Ash. And yes, have bags, will travel, always pick up the well dog deposit. Well done, Ash. You're doing your bit for society. Those who don't... And the mowers. ...should be banished. Should send them to 14 days quarantine. Straight up. Perrottet, there's a little rule for you. This is Around the Grounds. Welcome back. Second hour of the program. We've got more mowers information Already? Um, as well. Yeah, yeah. Back to back. Oh, yeah. Gibbo didn't split them. That's all right. No, in regards to second hour. Second Ooh. hour already. Ooh. Okay, cool. I just had an unsolicited slipper at um, Gibbo for... The rundown. Uh, yeah, NAS coming up around the socials. And we will talk about NRL expansion, AFL expansion, mm. 
and a little bit about the Dolphins, Wayne Bennett, but also is there really a turf war going on in southeast Queensland? Um, Nick, you know a little bit about the, yep. the landscape there, so we'll talk about that. But uh, just before we get to our next guest, another text on the text line, 0457 736 736. Uh, mentioning before about not taking the, the plastic bag with the dog mm-hmm. on the dog walk. Big no-no. In regards to walking the pets, we could call the show the Landmine Avoidance Association. Stu from Cronulla. Oh, nice, oh. Stu. Yeah. It's not great. It isn't. It isn't. It's possibly one of the most unthoughtful things you can do, in my opinion. Really? Yes. Your dog... Drop on its guts on someone else's lawn and you don't pick it up. Come on. I agree. Horrible oh, behavior. It is. It's not good. Horrible behavior. As I said, especially if it's on one of our Saturday morning mowers. Lawns. Oh, imagine that. You've, you've got a pristine lawn. You've just put the mower away, the catches away. You've yep. got rid of the clippings. You're about to go out and open a tinny and. Old mate comes take a on. Take photo of it. Yeah. And old mate comes along socials. with his. Alsatian and just lays one out. <laughs> Goodness sakes. Horrible behaviour. Horrible behaviour. Now then, uh, joining us to talk a little bit more for the Mowers Club and the listeners out there, Dan Stutters, a professional greenkeeping landscaper, horticulturalist extraordinaire, knows everything there is to he's know. He brought his own fan club. He's but, already got a text. He yeah, hasn't even exactly. been on. From Mount Druid as well. Dan, good morning. Morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, good. You're out and about, are you? You got the mower in the back of the back of the van and getting oh, out yeah. to look after a few lawns, are you? Oh, no, mate. I'm, I'm at home at our uh, Kenters property. I've just finished cutting the two and a half thousand meters with the uh, Infinity Cut, the electric uh, uh, cylinder mower. So striped up nicely, ready for a dog to come and uh, do its business. What's your? They probably they know that, it's to it's, the dogs. They know they are. Mm. Oh, oh, look they, at they that. Know. Well, well, it's, it's like anything, boys. Like if you if you think about it, it's a bit ultimate mark of respect. You know, you don't walk past a nice restaurant and go, "No, nah, I'm not going to eat there." If you, you know. If it's looking good, mate, the dog's going to want to use it. Yeah. It's like when you used to be able to go out now. When you used to be able to go out, you go, oh, I'm not going to that toilet. Oh, that looks disgusting. Here you are. That's a nice clean toilet. I'm going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Um, mate, what's what's the business this time of year, mate? Uh, how important is it to, to maintain, to, to, to look after things, get the most out of your well, greenery? Well, we've just we've just come out of our, uh, our renovation season, so... A lot of, lot of the fellas after waking up from um, from slumber will be uh, out aerating and scarifying and top dressing their lawns. So scarifying. that's a, a good one. A spring, spring, spring clean. Yeah, scarifying. Scarifying is a process, uh, a process of thinning out your mat and thatch layers. So that's what you did to your uh, hair. All... That's what's happened to my hair. I've scarified my hair naturally. Thank you, Dan. Cheers. My, my, mine's been scarified a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, so that's, that's, Tell us about your, your greenskeeping story. Where where have you worked? What uh, Scott here? You've worked oh, at mate, some I, of the Sydney I, golf courses. What if? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, uh, I I started when I was fourteen years old at um, Parramatta Golf Club, the little nine holer that we used to all see as we go past the train station. And then uh, and then we'd uh, I moved from there to ride Parramatta Golf Club, the Group One golf course yep. in Sydney. Good track. And then uh, you couldn't get rid then, of a few trees there, could you? By the way. Not an at, at Royal Parramatta. Yeah, oh, mate. <laughs> Honestly, the storms were that. It, it was a it was a hard place to a hard place to play. I could never shoot my handicap there. It, it, was, it was a shocker. Quick green, 
it was a well, yeah, so there it went from there. Then I uh, went out into the home lawn care business for about 14, 15 years, and um, looked after uh, a few customers with that, um, doing their lawn care programs, so their fertilising, weed control, um, things like that, giving them general advice, no mowing. And now we, uh, I sold that business, and now we're at um, our contracting. We get to get to visit some some good places, some cool places, some nice stadiums, and. Uh, some beautiful golf courses around Sydney and um, down uh, south and south coast. Now, Dan, when the whole but like the Bunnings thing and the and the DIY stuff came in, the the, the tradies were thinking, oh, look, I'm going to be out of business and oh, people are going to be doing it. Has it been the same for the gardening people, where people have gone to your Bunnings and, and your whatnot and gone, oh, I'm going to do my own lawn, it's going to look great, and they just completely bugger it up and they need to call in the experts like yourself. Yeah, look, there's there's been a been a lot of that. Uh, we call them the uh, the ghost roundup walkers, where they'll, uh, they'll tend to, to walk walk uh, walk through the gardens and then walk across their lawn after walking over what they've just sprayed. So, look, the um, the product uh, at um, our, our race by Len, I think it was Len before. Uh, the products have changed a lot, and the home market has um, has really exploded. There's a few companies out there that are that are doing that. Um, oh, it's uh, from a, from the greenkeepers uh, side of things. It's um, like we have to go through a lot of um, regulation and um, sort of, uh, how do you say, protocols to, to apply these products. And it, it has rubbed a few people up the wrong way because we have to go through a lot just to um, be able to apply these products. Um, but saying that, there is a there is some really good products that are uh, like exactly the same as what we're, um, we've got on our shelves in our sheds. Yeah, well, it got used on a uh, prominent Northern Beaches, um, one of those products that shouldn't have been used on a green or about nine greens at a prominent Northern Beaches golf course not that long ago where a disgruntled employee decided to, uh, who was leaving said golf course, we think, decided to uh, well, I'm, I'm... Sp- spray all the greens with uh, something that you shouldn't spray greens with and killed them all. Yeah. Well, it's a funny story. It must have been a lead-in for this, but that's, I actually took over that golf club. <laughs> so it's taken me five months to get it back. Uh, to uh, to into good nick so mm. um, yeah so that that's um, that's that's a good one that's the um, yeah yeah it's, the professionals can get it wrong and it's a simple thing that um, you can use a, a different nozzle type you you'd be putting out twice the amount of product versus what needs to be applied and that's that's what happened on that particular golf course. What's the top in your regard in terms of a, a golf course a condition that you've seen the the, the most like what's the the top of the top for a man in the industry, someone in the industry, you look at somewhere, is it Augusta? I don't know. Is it somewhere Mate, else? Mate, I've, 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 I've been, I've, I was lucky enough to go um, over to um, Augusta in 2018 when uh, Patrick Reed, uh, Reed won. Oh, commiserations. <laughs> unlucky. Augusta, unlucky, well, to, unlucky well, to witness the, uh, <laughs> the the biggest atrocity in world golf. <laughs> <laughs> unlucky. Oh, just, and then Tiger wins the next year. Yeah, good one. You know, that was, uh, it, was, it was good, but... Augusta, Augusta for me, guys, um, it, it definitely takes the cake. Like it's like from when you're walking in to just the practice, the practice fairway, it's it's just meticulous. Not not a, there's not one dead azalea flower in the whole place. And I, I try to pick stuff whenever I go anywhere, and that, that I just couldn't pick anything. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. Don't they don't they juice it up like they just put all kinds of things into it to get it to because it's not natural for somewhere in that part of the world in April coming out of their winter. To be in that kind of condition, so they they must uh, give it a bit of help. Oh, well, they they get it, they get everything available. So a lot of a uh, lot of um, the 
one the superintendents will come from all over the world to work there but it's it is a change of season like uh predominantly uh ryegrass fairways and bankgrass greens april over there is like um that's uh their or what's that their autumn or their spring sorry so that's um it's it's ideal timing that's why we saw the, when it was the change it wasn't as crash crash off because all the shadow lines were different um when they had the when they pushed the COVID one back, where uh, Cam Smith almost got it, um, but yeah, no, it's um, oh, it's, oh, you get you get goosebumps even thinking about it, how good it was. It's just like it's it's literally greenkeepers mecca. Yeah, Dan. So for our Saturday morning mowers, our listeners out there, our, our weekend mowing warriors, they're going through the bunny. They 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 what 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 are the products on the shelf that, that the professionals use that you can get in your on your DIY handyman stores? What should they be looking out for? Well, um, first first thing, what you what you definitely have to do is um, know what you've got to be um, spraying it on, basically. So there's no use um, going to look for something that's going to kill weeds in Buffalo when you've got pooch grass at home and vice versa. Cause, yes. um, some products work differently on on some sort of lawn. So um, you've got to know what know what know what you want to be doing. So if you're going out to fertilise time of year, what type of grass you got? If you're going out for weeds, try to identify the weeds so you know what you're going to be purchasing. So that's that's the that's the key. But it all all starts at home with the mower. It's uh, it's, it's you got to you got to mow mowing regularly is the uh, is the absolute key. That's um, been that's what we've right. heard a lot, haven't we, Adam, from our uh, our mowing guests? Mow mm. regularly, mow low, early. Give it that good hard mow. Treat it mean, keep it keen. Sort of business with our grass. Yeah, well, that's, there's one thing I, I tell my customers it's about Daniel's law, the law of grass. So light, air, and water. Everything has to be in balance. To grow grass, so you heard it here first on SEN, the mowing club, Daniel's Law. Love Light it. air and water. Love it. I'm going to take it home this afternoon, and it just enthused me to get in, into the front lawn this week. Ground Solutions Australia is your company, mate. Um, look it up if you're listening out there. You want to know more about getting the most out of your lawn, your greenery around the place. Uh, Dan Stutters, really appreciate your time this morning on the Mowers Club. Have a good one, mate. Mow on, guys. Mow on. Mow on. Mow on. <laughs> We've got yeah, now after the break. You're listening to Around the Grounds. Now on Around the Grounds. It's time for... Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. We're going to need to redo all these stingers if we're going to change the name, by the way. Note to self. Awesome. Well, <laughs> when I say we... All days yeah, work yeah. for you. <laughs> we mean you. Gibbo is going to have to oh, <laughs> do a wall. Can't take Friday off now, guys. Thanks for that. Hey, we're saving yourself from yourself. Handbrake, yeah, true. Handbrake Fridays for Gibbo. So he's nice and fresh for us. Nicholas, Mr. No Eater on a Saturday morning. How are you feeling Not there? Not just a Saturday. Every day? Yeah, I've been doing it for 12 months, 18 months, probably longer. Intermittent good, fasting. Good for you. Right. Yeah, nah. I've had a few days where I've lapsed. But... Have you heard of Salt Bay? Gibbo? Is a golf course? <laughs> it's the dude Chambers who, Bay Who does on Instagram He does the sprinkle the salt He's a No Never heard of him Turkish dude Who um, has got himself Instagram fame 38 million followers Ooh, What's up there? Not bad So he's managed to Get himself fame through that And now he's opened up This stack of restaurants mm-hmm. Slow cooked Beautifully cooked High end Quality meat mm-hmm. Basically He <laughs> I read a quote about him through the week. He um, he doesn't mind the look of himself, is it fair to say? Yep. Mind he, you know, 
Good looking dude. Good looking roosters. Put, where Sonny's inside, that's a bit of a yeah, no, to start with. <laughs> Is it not? Unless you're Stevie Wonder. It's... Good point. His quote. Now, everybody, this might be an old quote, I'm not sure, but still. Now, everyone wants to be a butcher because of me. Now, if you ask a kid, they want to be Salt Bay. They see me as an idol. I'm an inspiration to a lot of people in a very short period of time. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm not entirely sure about that. I don't think kids are... My little five-year-old girl didn't say, Dad, where's the remote so I can put on Netflix? By the way, I want to be a butcher this morning. Didn't happen. wrapped up in his own... Good luck to him. Good luck to him. Sure about that? Yep. Because... Uh-oh. He runs a restaurant in Knightsbridge, which is like expensive, expensive part of London. Like London's expensive, but there's Knightsbridge and it's ridiculously expensive. You can buy a steak in said restaurant for fourteen hundred and fifty pounds. Now we're starting. We're we back into the. <laughs> I, I used to like your. <laughs> yeah. Nah. With the with the expensive hamburgers, with the old. How much would you pay for a hamburger? I had that. How much would you pay if you really... A burger? Nuggets. What? 20 nuggets. How much would you pay for 20 nuggets? 20 nuggets? Just hung hung as the most you would pay. I've asked you this. What's the most you would pay for a coffee? You're a coffee drinker? Yeah. Are you just dying for, like, the great, best coffee? And you're like, oh, that... And we're we're driving, and you're dying for a coffee. Mm. And like, oh, there's a coffee shop. And they're like, coffee's uh, $12.50. Would you pay $12? Fifteen dollars? Fifteen, max. Yeah. Max? Twenty dollars? Nah. Now we're getting stupid. There's gotta be a limit. Yeah, well, that's um that's the point of my question. Twenty dollars is the most you pay for a coffee? What about your you are Nugget? hungover like you wouldn't believe? Mm. <laughs> nuggets? How much? Fifty? Fifty. Fifty? I'd pay twenty 50. nuggets fifty. I'd pay fifty bucks. What about seventy? <laughs> what no, I'd pay fifty. Oh. Maybe if I had three twenties, depending on what sort of what sort of shrapnel I can, but you don't have that. Those are the good old days when your pile of jeans in the corner smelt like a, <laughs> smelt like darts, <laughs> and yes. then you had <laughs> didn't they? They just yes. reeked. And then I learnt that he can't wear that back into training because he stinks. <laughs> you got to have a shower because your hair used to stink too when you could do that sort of stuff. Not that I did personally. But oh yeah, <laughs> what happened to you? Now you wake up and you don't eat. Now I don't eat, and you go to bed at eight o'clock. <clears throat> Not all time, and um. And then you have your clothes in the corner and then you pick up your clothes to wash them and then all the shrapnel, all, all, <laughs> those days are gone because everything's On a hard. card. Now you wash your card and it's screwed. <laughs> 50. I'd, for 20 nuggets on the way home in a tax, I'd pay 50 bucks. So you wouldn't pay 1,450 pounds, whatever that is in Aussie dollars, which is over 2,000, for a gold-wrapped tomahawk steak, which is cooked beautifully, falls off the bone. But old mate comes over and does the little dance over the top with his salt <laughs> and he, and he Not pops. Not him. I wouldn't pay 14 bucks for him to come and do the salt dance. 14 bucks, 1450. 1400. Yeah. A little out of control. What's your year now? My year now is a continuation of the uh of the vaccine posts. I'm fine. I'm finding that I know you don't like people pack, oh, I'm I'm getting my second jab today and posting about it. You you know I'm finding that. that those people are now posting photos of schooners. <laughs> There's a direct link and correlation between their posting of their vaccine and now I'm having a schooner. For those people. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no.
It's a schooner, mate. <laughs> we get it. it. We get it. It's <laughs> we a get schooner. It. This is the same tone as when you first brought this up about the vaccines. And you go, we get it. We get it. It's a schooner. I can't wait to go and have my first. If... Okay. Enjoy. You've never posted about a schooner before. <laughs> oh, occasionally I do. Melbourne Cup Day I posted about a schooner. Did you? Yeah. Just happy to be here. 10.30 in the morning before the first of Flemington. <laughs> first schooner. Here's the first one. Yeah. Direct correlation. Correlation. Yeah. Vaxing photos and schooner photos. Big year now. Big year now. Nick, I don't eat in the morning, Davis. So I'll be now tagged in all schooner posts for the <laughs> listeners. Good. The you deserve it. My second year now of the morning, Justin Langer. <laughs> I quote his LinkedIn posts. A wise man once said, don't give them a taste of your own medicine. If they lied, let their medicine be honesty. If they played with your emotions, let their medicine be maturity. If they broke you, let their medicine heal you. If they made you cry, let your medicine make them smile. These remedies of yours may take years to work, but they work and they last. So be patient. And on it went. And on it went. Was there a rocking chair? Did he talk about a rocking chair? I'm not sure, but I'll hit it, Gibbo. Yeah, nah. I know what this is. This is Justin Langer's phone has been listen, listening to him. The phone's listened to you, and then you get prompted with these. He's been prompted by all these quote posts. He's been looking on Instagram, and the quote posts have come up, and then he's just put them out there. But did he not realise that Instagram was back? He didn't have to post that sort of stuff on LinkedIn. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> or is he just trying to maybe think, oh, geez, if the ashes, if we, if we get bowled over, if we get knocked over by blockers and finger spinners in the ashes... I might be on LinkedIn very soon looking for a new job. I like Justin Langer. I like his intensity. Why? I, I just, you know, I've got nothing against him. Okay. So I like him. I like, like, I don't love him. I don't hate him. Is that where you go? Him. When you don't have any, when There's you've got gauge. nothing against someone, is what's the first? So you go, I don't like someone. And then what's the first? Well, you... there's a middle ground. There's probably five stages. There's the top, love him. Love him. Like him. Like him. Like just neutral, nothing. Then so don't you like, like him, him, hate him. I like him because of what he did but for you're the not neutral. I like okay. the way he so, went about okay. it. As a, yeah, so that's fair enough. It, that moved him away from neutral. But can we listen back? To, I want that written. I want that as a gauge. As a gauge. I'll write it down for you. Write it down for me. You I like read. that. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I can. Yeah. Cool. I just don't get why he would have done something like that. He's under the pump. He's got to get it right this summer to win. He's under the pump from a few. People behind the scenes about that they're just not happy with the way he goes about it. I'm not sure that the playing the entirety of the playing group are totally in love with him, if you know what I mean. Totally on the they're gonna try and play as well as they can in this coming ashes. But I think a lot of people the, the feeling I get with Australian cricket is that they want an ashes win, they won't renew his contract, and everyone will just go on happily ever after. Now this could play out a few ways, namely if they're 3-0 up and he demands another contract, that's going to get ugly. If things aren't quite going to plan for the Ashes, that could get ugly. It very easily could be a total distraction. That doesn't help. Coming out with that. <laughs> Basically having a crack at all your detractors before your detractors have barely said anything or had reason to say anything. There must be a stack going on behind the scenes and that only 
makes you think there is a stack going on behind the scenes. <laughs> it doesn't like go, oh, well, everything's okay there. There's no problem with the Australian mm. cricket team and the Australian cricket coach. Mm. Big. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Who's the best coach you had? We'll think of nice things now. Well, Rizzy was nice to me when he was on a couple of weeks ago. So Rizzy was nice. They're all, but they are different. Rizzy was different to Mick Moldhouse, who's mm. different to Shane Flanagan that I work with at the Sharks, who's different to Trent Robertson that I work with at the Roosters. Mm-hmm. Um, John Longmire now at the John Swans. John Longmire at the Swans. They, it's important that you are yourself and you, you find some of these co and as a player, you can see through it pretty quickly. Like just be authentic to you. Just don't try and be another coach. Don't try and just be authentic to yourself. To use a Justin Langerism, elite honesty. That That's <laughs> all these sort of things are now, I think gone back out as for the old elite honesty and all that. Like, it does sound like something you pick up at an Anthony Robbins concert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Go on, sorry. So it, all all these coaches, and I think sometimes in coaching, there's the old I need to reinvent yourself and best best practice and best coach. But as long as you're authentic to yourself and the players see that, and I think that's maybe what Justin Lang and Moppy just needs to like just, mm. just do you and. The other and the other thing that good coaches do is they employ people to do good things that they're not great at, and it's okay as a coach to go, well, I'm not this coach, mm. but then I employ someone to do that and let them do that. Don't micromanage them to do something that you've employed them to do. So Robbo doesn't come and micromanage you. He's no, great. Could have cause to. Occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing over there? But it's important because, and, and as a an assistant or as a as a skills coach or, or whatever you are, and you notice that with your coaching that if you're if you're doing your thing that you're employed to do, you're a forwards coach in AFL or you're kicking go whatever you're doing, and you mm. can see the the head cocker hovering around just going, and you're like, oh geez, yeah, and you you start guess second guessing what you're doing, but mm. um, it's important that. Justin Lang, he doesn't need to be the, as a as a head coach, you don't need to be the the holistic Wayne Bennett. Be like, mm. em, employ the right people. You you do you you do you, what you're great at. What your number one asset is of a of a head coach. You do that. Then you employ good people to do things that you're not great at, and give that to them and give them credit for it. And then you're away. That's where. I worry about the, the Justin Langer era is that he has had, and maybe it's a lifestyle thing with these guys, he has had a stack of assistant coaches in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. There's been a high turnover. Well, that could be yeah, one of one of many things. It could be the mm. the reward of being the assistant coach and, and, and travelling is is not there. It can be. I mean, he's had guys with busy, like, like he's had Ricky Ponting there helping out. Now, obviously, Ricky Ponting can't be the full-time assistant coach of the Australian cricket yep. team. He's got too much going on in his life. But just, yeah, it, I don't know. I hope it all goes well for the Australian cricket team, obviously. We hope we beat England 5-0. Ben Stokes back in the nets, by the way. Don't know if you saw that picture. No. So he's been ruled out or left old. out. But all of a sudden, he pops up in the nets with a bat in his hand. He wouldn't be doing that, I wouldn't have thought, if he's going to be off the scene for the next six months. Nope.
Shall wait and see. Off to a quick break on the Mowers Club. Back in a moment. We'll go around the socials and also talk NRL expansion. Welcome back. Uh, we've got a little second segment of Yeah nah before we go on to introduce our next talking subject, which is NRL expansion, AFL expansion. We'll talk about that, uh, what's going on in southeast Queensland in a moment. But the name of the new club, the 17th team in the NRL, Dolphins. Yeah, nah. Hey, the Dolphins or the Dolphins? Oh, dolphins. I don't mind Dolphins. I can't Got dislike nothing. Dolphins. Where, where are they in this scale? Oh, they're up there. I'm loving them. They're great. <laughs> Fantastic. You always get pumped when you're down the beach and you see Dolphins there. There's a little bit of worry when you see the fin first. You go, well, is that a Dolphin or is that a... But it's one of nature's great sights, seeing a pot of Dolphins just hanging out and jumping on waves and all that. Gibbo. Being a surfer, you would have surfed a few waves with a few dolphins. A motorboat all the time. Hmm. There are dolphins. It's really great sight. You feel like you're a part of something bigger than just. We see some of the social media ones where the dude gets nailed by the dolphin. (laughs) (laughs) That happened to you? No, not by a dolphin. (laughs) Here's the difference. (laughs) You both, you you feel like you're something part of something bigger in life. (laughs) See that bloke on social media? Got nailed by a dolphin. (laughs) So funny. You got nailed. (laughs) Absolutely. Out. Do you laugh at other people's misfortune? Yeah, you can't help it. As long as they're not is seriously it... hurt or something really bad. Once you bad check that. You want I'm check happy I, I laugh at other people's misfortune. Like the day when you were two under through 12 <laughs> at the longest day and you hit one five metres, that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I was five under through 10, thanks very much. <laughs> you weren't five under through 12. <laughs> and then you laughed at my misfortune on the next longest day when I was... <laughs> At one birdie to go, topspot.com.au had stumped up the 10 or over birdies and I was sitting on nine. Medical emergency. <laughs> I had one par five left with three holes to go. I needed to lay down and summon the energy for the punters to get this birdie. I thought you were coming over to... No, I was just coming over to camera put my in the face. phone in face. Look at this. Is it okay to laugh at other people's misfortunes? Yeah, to a degree. As long as you, I'm okay for people to laugh at my misfortune. Yeah, I'm the same. Same. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Are we talking about dolphins? Dolphins. The dolphins. For goodness sake, put some geographical reference on your name. Why? So people know where you're from. But that's the point. They What's the point? They, they don't want to lock themselves into being the... What the don't want to know, let people know they're from Redcliffe. Well, it's harsh on Redcliffe. Can, that's cute. <laughs> What's going on over here? So we can have eye contact. He put the screen down. Oh, he put the panel down yeah. so Gibbo can see oh, Davo. And that's, oh, that's a wonderful Abe over there. Abo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just chucking things and putting no on the oh, is that, uh, t- Ten minutes. <laughs> bring bring <laughs> it back. <laughs> ten and a bit. We're on delay, aren't we? Russ, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah we're on delay. Dolphins. That you need. But, but I get why there's a there's a. Then they're not coming in and they they haven't pitched this to the NRL and they're not the expansion team and they're going, right, you're in. They're going, oh, crap. We haven't worked out what our – oh, just put the Dolphins and we'll work the rest out. There's well, there's method to the madness. They don't want – they want to be able to be – North Melbourne did this. Yes. In the AFL. Yeah. They went to just the Kangaroos. Yep. So you're not – Pigeonholed as North Melbourne, or guess not what? That there's anything wrong with North Melbourne? Didn't work because they went back to North Melbourne. Well, if saying, it worked, they wouldn't have gone back to North Melbourne. Just saying, saying what? That it's worth a try. 
talk. It's radio. Don't just point. Okay. I'm putting my thinking brain back in. <laughs> you try. You're the new expansion club. You need new members. Yeah. Dolphins. You're a young kid. Now, I like dolphins. Yeah. But if they're the Redcliffe Dolphins, you might not. But people will. Sure. Don't call them the Redcliffe Dolphins. Call them the North Brisbane Dolphins or call them the South East uh, Queensland. And, and, but a, a lot of people like Manly because they're the Sea Eagles, not because they're from Manly or they like Marone or they like Tommy T. At least you go, oh, the Seagulls, where are they from? Oh, Manly. Do you need to be from somewhere? No, but you've got to know where but the team is from. do you need to from. be from? Why? Why name cities? Why name people if we're going to get oh, down this track? Where that's do you live? ridiculous. Where do you live? Oh, that's, that's a ridiculous thing. There. Look, look, you've got the to have team a... can be the Dolphins. Look at Super Rugby. I am the Nick. You are, the <laughs> you, are, you are the idiot. <laughs> I don't need rugby. to be the idiot from the Shire. <laughs> I can just be the idiot. I need to know where I'm from. Super Rugby. Super Rugby. Decided to change everything in the late 90s. And if you weren't a hardcore rugby union fan, you had no idea that the Jaguars were playing, the Lions were playing, the Waratahs were the playing, chi- the Crusaders the were playing, the Chiefs. What's wrong with that? Rugby man. What's wrong with that? Yeah, but they're Did, Waik- they are Waikato Chiefs in in the Super Rugby. Not in the, in the Super, Super rugby. rugby. No, they're the Chiefs. It's the Crusaders, the Chiefs, the Blues. Oh, really? Well, because I know the Brumbies are like that, and they just changed you just said it. it. The Brumbies. They're not the ACT. They were the. They AC- were the ACT Brumbies. I'm pretty sure the Chiefs are still Waikato Chiefs. I could be wrong, but yeah, I don't think they are. I think they're the Waikato Chiefs in the next. Down. The MPC. Well, they're mm. Waikato, though. They're not the Chiefs. Hey, they're Waikato. How many teams in the NFL, the biggest sporting competition going around, maybe with reference to the Premier League and the NFL, combine them? Okay. How many teams are known without a geographical reference? Uh, it's there, but how many? Okay, I want you to start naming teams. There's a few. Green Bay Packers. Yep. LA Lakers. NBA. Yeah, but no. Seattle Seahawks, Manchester United. But do you Newcastle? When you're talking about these teams, Mm. and we come in here, and I and okay, would I go? Oh, did you see the the Lakers game or the LA Mm. Lakers? Do you say the Lakers or the LA Lakers? Well, if I'm talking to someone, I say, "Did I see the Lakers?" I might. Did you see? Ah, there you go. If I'm having a conversation, did you see the Dolphins game? Did you see the Roosters game? Did you watch the Manly game? There's one. Manly's probably one. <laughs> but, there, but there's a little bit of... Daniel from Adelaide. Dolphins to follow similar strategies. Western Bulldogs dropping the Footscray. Exactly. But at least there's a geographical... You know they're from Melbourne. You... Western, Western Melbourne. There's some kind... Yeah. It's a tenuous link, that one. Maybe the Northeast Dolphins, says Daniel from Adelaide. Yes, Daniel. I, I, he's, see, he's picking up what I'm putting down. You're being, you've got a bad back. You can't pick up anything I'm putting down. <laughs> But that's the point. Yeah. People, it, it all depends what you want to reference yourself to, and they don't, they don't want to lock themselves into being a smaller. They, they might be the northeastern dolphins, or they, they want to be able to have a bigger pool of people to. It was the Bulldogs in rugby league, and then they went back to Canterbury Bankstown, Canterbury. Roosters have had a bit the of a right change. The Roosters, well, no one goes there. They anyway. went to Sydney <laughs> City. They went. They went to. They went to Eastern Suburbs. They went to Sydney City. They went to Sydney. Now they're the Sydney Roosters still, are they? Sydney Roosters. Yeah. I don't get it. Got to have a geographical reference, but not according to you, Nick. What about the battle and uh, 
the NRL have come out and said this, we've got to make sure. And apparently they've had a, a bit of a go, not a go, but a, a reminder of the Brisbane Broncos and the Gold Coast Titans, pull your finger out because the AFL are trying to come in Southeast Queensland and, and take over and do this, that, and the other. True or not true? Seen, AFL have got... the Gold Coast Suns, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> AFL got designs on taking over in Southeast Queensland or just having a footprint? Uh, footprint? Mm. I can't see it as a, a full-scale takeover. Um, but it, it's probably one... The uh, Given the fact that there was been a lot of AFL played in, in that area the last two years with the the games not being in Sydney, Melbourne as much. Yeah. It, it's probably uh, the the NRL might have seen a few facts and figures that say that the, the popularity is growing because the game has been played there a lot more in the last two years. Um, and to just not sit on your hands there and just assume as a Bronco and the Gold Coast Titans that that's your, your territory because you mm. need to, like I'm like you mailing, you need to keep water, you need to rejuvenate, you need to. Well, how long the... GWS Giants, Greater Western Sydney Giants, see, GWS, Greater Western Sydney. How long have they been in operation now? Ten years? Ten. Ten? Hasn't exactly taken over the West of Sydney. Still see a lot more football posts and then rugby league posts and then AFL posts in that order as opposed to the other way around. It'd probably help if they just tried to take over Western Sydney and not Sydney, the Giants, but that's... Ooh, touched a nerve, have I? Touched a nerve. (laughs) Same. Look, Nick, the Swans don't own the entire city. I did for a little while. <laughs> and then you woke up the next morning and your jeans stunk of smokes. I spent 50 bucks on nuggets. <laughs> text on the text line before we go to a break. Nicholas, stop being a pest. <laughs> oh, I've got full name. You're listening to Around the Grounds. Link the text here on the text line 0457 736 736. Hi, guys. The new team should be the Morton Bay Dolphins. You need a place of reference. Morton Bay. Call them the Morts. Bugs. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on, uh, Rowdy Eagle Rod. If league want to get new eyes watching, you need a place uh, to place someone from the game to pick a region. Agree with Super Rugby. I have no interest in rugby, but if I wanted to follow a side, where the hell are they from? Ridiculous. Someone not following league but might want to might say my grandparents lived in Northern Beaches, so I'll follow Manly. Or if you're from the country and don't like city folk, you might pick Newcastle or Canberra. That's how tribalism starts. But what if you like That's dolphins and you pick the dolphins? Yeah. True. Double And I'll try to stop being a pest. <laughs> no, don't. Nicholas. You be you. That's important. That's important. Go the Morts. Um, Achievement of the week. A little segment here on the Mowers Club. It's another stinger for you to make through the week, Gibbo. (laughs) Just something that you achieved this week that you were really happy about. You get to the weekend, you go, geez, I was happy with that decision or something. Have you got one, Nick? Yep. I've got a stain out of Geordie's jumper. How? I went and got stain remover. (laughs) Funny that. (laughs) What was the stain? It was... Nach- uh tacos, beef tacos. Okay. Shouldn't realise that when a taco goes together and then she went, uh, Yeah, it went there. Yeah. Yeah. I got it out of her jumper. Okay. Didn't try to self-improve her by saying you work on that. You go and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Achievement of the week was I got her to get the empty bowls from her room, not only to the side of the dish, yeah. to the sink, but yeah. actually in and with a little bit of a rinse. 
Noah that was pe- an achievement of the week. Noah Peacock, if you're listening, 16-year-old from Monavale. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Anyway. It's another 30 centimetres <laughs> across. It's not that hard, buddy. Gibbo, achievement of the week. So we talk about the handbrake, right, mm. on Friday nights. And I usually, was so worried yesterday. Oh, no. Well, you, should, you probably had a, a right to be. But the first Friday back, the pubs are open. Check. Yeah. The surf was really good yesterday. It was one of the best days in a while. Yeah. Went a double. So I was like 3 p.m. The boys are going down to the pub just down the road. It's about two-minute walk from my place. Okay, sweet. I'll go have a couple of beers. Got my loyalty card, so I've got a discount. Thanks, Statsy. I had a few beers, and I was thinking, oh, no. This is where it starts. You start getting that two-beer buzz. Fork in the road moment. They're all saying, oh, yeah, we'll go to the city. We'll go to the city. And I'm thinking, oof, oof, that's good. That's good. But handbrake went up. Oh, well done. See you, boys. Going home, fish and chips, and we'll watch some of the uh, Marsh Cup. Achievement of the week, Gibbo. I've got a, ha- a, a handbrake for you. You know, we, we, you don't want to have a big night and you either wear, like, shorts that you can't go or thongs. Go out thongs yeah, or yeah. slides, yeah. It's the mask. Oh, yeah, I don't have a mask. But... <laughs> you, ah, the mask yes. is now the next one where you're like, oh, I'm going to go out with the boys. I don't need to have a big one. If I wear mm. thongs, I can't go out afterwards. That's my, oh, boys, i got to go home with thongs. The mask. Just forget your mask. Have you guys been into a pub since lockdown nope. started? No, I haven't posted anything. I'll let you know when I do. I'll send you a photo of a schooner. Well, it's funny because <laughs> what happens is you have to wear your mask most of the time inside the venue. You go mm. up to the bar you got to wear your mask. But as Ooh. the night goes on, you know, it starts getting a little busier. You know, you might not have to wear your mask every time. So mm. mask up. Oh, hope the mask police don't come around and just slap them with an $11,000 fine. If you've got nice eyes at the moment, you're going to do it. You're going to absolutely yep. kill them. Yep. <laughs> Good time to have shit teeth. <laughs> or cold sores. <laughs> You see me in Nano with a Colsey. Yeah, I'm not going out. I'm going to now. You're like, oh, exactly. We'll you do it out in the morning. <laughs> My achievement of the week, <laughs> Davo. <laughs> what? You know straight away it was instant. You may as well not bother going out if you got a Colsey. Not that I had one, but you just don't bother. You stay home and you just do your time. And now. Yes, mate, you're sweet. Mask you up, you're in. For your, your partner used to be 45 minutes of putting makeup. Now, now they've only got to do eyeliner. You don't have to put <laughs> lipstick on. Yeah, lipstick sales would have gone down a bit, wouldn't they? The preparation for going out, going, oh, I've got to get ready for now. You know, you just got to put yeah. eyelash stuff and eyeliner now. Don't worry about the rest of your face. No one can see it. Achievement of the week on my behalf. It's something I've been planning for a very long time, just haven't been able to get around to it, is putting a can of deodorant in the car. <laughs> How often? It's it's one of the I things have, you forget. I have one in the boot. And it's an absolute necessity. And I feel like, oh, brushing teeth's one as well, but you can't really put a toothbrush in your car, can you? No. Can you? Just a toothpaste and use your finger. Oh. That's well, a that's wash. A, that's... Yeah, why don't you just have the Listerine and, and then... True. Out the side. Could do both. Mm. No, nah, but it's it's changed things. There's nothing worse than rocking out to somewhere and go, uh oh, oh dear. A big can, a small can, or just no, it's the the little links. Africa. Where, where's it go? Africa. I can't use that. I get um Yeah, hey, me too. Go to. Uh, I gotta roll on. No, I can't yeah. use those. Yeah. I can only use the agitation. I, I can't yeah, I've got um I'm very sensitive, man. 
I get, I get mm. from the uh, I get the skin allergies. If I use links, it's just a big rash. It's not great. So I can I can't use the the nice smelly ones. I can only use like Rexona and whatnot. what about in your cold sores? <laughs> just wear a mask. This is around the grounds. Welcome back. A bit of housekeeping before we go to the news. And we've got Darren Barry to talk a bit of cricket on the other side. And the barefoot uh, walker who's just, you know, he's walked half the country with no shoes on. So we'll catch up with him in the uh, in the third hour as well. Uh, text on the text line, Michael, about the Dolphins. You need a geographical reference as the club must have a regional or a region to develop and invest in its own junior base. So I'll do that anyway. I reckon a name helps. Nick thinks otherwise. Uh, anyway, morning, Adam and Nick, out mowing the lawn while listening to you guys. Thanks, the big G. Cheers for the text. Uh, big G goes on, talking of landmines, we used to have a neighbour up the road who owned a Great Dane. This dog was somewhat of an escape artist, but if you took the dog for a walk, I'd say you'd need to take a wheelie bin. <laughs> the big Coles bag. Woolies. <laughs> Oh dear. G'day boys. Surely you call your group Finch's favourites. Not named after Brett Finch, named after the great Paul Finch from American Pie who cut the grass better than anybody else with <laughs> Stifler's mum. That's it from fresh water. And dogs seem to be uh seem to like fresh cut lawns, so maybe you could name uh the Pooper Scooper Club. Cheers, Gary. Um yeah, we were talking earlier in the show. I mean, seriously, let's sort this out, people. If you're a mower, I, I'm I'm calling Dob. I'm calling call the cops. If you're seeing dogs, Surveillance. dogs dump and run with no plastic bag from the owner, uh, it's just the greatest no-no. Can't all get them in there. No. Eventually, they'll stand in it. Eventually. <laughs> Back in a moment, the third hour. Mother's Club. This is Around the Grounds. Sort of another achievement this week as well, Nick Davis, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I went up um, Glenhaven Road. Anyone that knows that in the Shire, it's a big hill. It's like 650 metres, super I th- steep. I think with an achievement, though, I think we've got to set a parameter helping other people as well. How's that to help other people? Well, they might want to run up Glenhaven Road as well. Doesn't sound like much fun. Well, it's an achievement. For yourself? Well not done. All, not all achievements need to be fun. <laughs> good point. Good point. Hopefully the Australian cricket team can achieve good things at the World 2020 coming up. Um, not in the greatest of form, in the shortest form of the game, but we've got a pretty good bowling attack and it's just up to the the blokes uh, with the bat to, to get it right. And we might be a sneaky chance to talk about that and plenty else, the Ashes and uh, what we've seen so far in the domestic competition, the WBBL. Darren Berry joins us right now. Now Chuck will be part of the SEN uh, crew the Super 12s, when it gets to that stage of the T20 World Cup next Saturday with Australia playing South Africa, Darren calling with Sam Hargraves for all the Australian matches. SEN also going to cover the Big Bash and the Ashes later this summer. Uh, morning, mate. How are you? Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Nick. You're a busy boy. I'm on uh, tuning in last night watching the domestic one-dayers and your voice is on and then up bright and early this morning, you and Nick to do it all again. Darren, how is he as a cricket commentator? <laughs> how uh, you would have heard uh, some of the greats of the uh, of the cricket commentary around the world. How does our, our mate here fare the commentary of cricket? Well, Nick, as you would know, as a, as a gun footballer, I was there that night calling, mate, just to uh, stroke your ego. The, the night at the SCG, I was there commentating. Um, How'd you go? Did you uh, get I, the call? Did you... Get, which, did you I haven't had your call. Did you? You can reminisce for me if you like. <laughs> I was low down the pecking order, mate. Ah, I don't fair think, uh, 
But uh, no, that was a great one. But back to Adam. You know, in footy, Nick, uh, one of the trophies you always want to win is most improved. Yep. I think uh, you don't want to win the coach's award, but if you get the most improved, I think it's good. And I reckon, uh, no doubt, Adam, I mean, he's got all sports covered, as we know. He's a genius. But I think most improved in cricket. Really enjoyed it last night. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. I just sat there and laughed at Kerry O'Keefe all night, basically, which is <laughs> quite easy, easy to do. do. <laughs> the, the, he's lying about when Mornay Morkel mentioned that he uh, he changed his run-up from 20 metres to 28 metres, and Kerry just chimes in with, that's a bus ride. <laughs> and how many school zones yep. did you go through? Had me in stitches, as always. Hey, and I you... really enjoyed it when Kerry, I enjoyed it when Kerry asked uh, Mornay whether he'd been involved in the IPL. I thought that was a beauty as well. <laughs> yeah, only eight times. Eight times. <laughs> Preparation is key. Oh, you run a tight ship there, Adam. Well done. Yeah, thanks. Oh, it's my fault. I didn't know Kerry was going to ask that. Hey, what did you make of this week, these two games that we saw in the Marsh Cup, firstly? Um, Chuck, with, yep. I mean, Travis Head, you look at the Australian batting lineup, and I know it's a one day, I know it's a road, Karen Rolton Oval in Adelaide there, but 230 of 120 odd balls is something extraordinary. Is he out of the equation for the number five? Um, no, uh, number five in the batting order for Australia when the Ashes starts? Well, not not in my eyes, but I mean, it's an opinion game, Adam, as we all have our opinions on sport that we watch. And I was actually a little surprised, to be honest, last year when they had to make the call between Travis Head and Matthew Wade. I thought for the future, their records were very similar, and I thought for the future that maybe Travis Head was a better bet. Um, he's made a start to the season. Not only, as you mentioned, 230 is a real statement, I mean, it's like kicking five in the last quarter to get your team through. You know, you make a statement. You don't just kick one over your head. You kick four or five. Um, He's made a statement, but he also did it in the Shield game. Yes, you can say Karen Rolton, which Kerry said several times, is, um, you know, it's flat and it's it's conducive for batting. But he's made 160, I think, in the Shield game. And then he's doubled with 230. So he's certainly doing all that he can and more. And I think he still should... I mean, I'm a bit biased because I coached him in Adelaide, but I think mm. he's got a lot to offer still. Uh, Chuck, Will Pukowski, uh another yeah. concussion, just uh, <sighs> devastating for this young fellow who was um, in the lineup. Yeah, I agree. It, it is because he's such a super talent. And I just, I was really shocked the other day. I didn't normally, you, you know, before it goes to press, but I'm a little bit out of the loop and I didn't know that he'd been hit again at practice. From all reports from the people I've spoken to, it wasn't that bad again. It was innocuous. He got hit. Oh, well, he was okay. And then it was actually the day after that its symptoms started to show. So, look, you can't hide that it is a concern. It's been, you know, I think eight or nine times that he's, that he's had this situation. But I just hope, I really do, that he comes good because we, we need to see his talent on display at the highest level. He's a real... He's one of the best I've seen as an under-21 cricketer uh, for a long time. So I hope to see him. Yeah, so Tim Payne mentioned on his show at SEN down in Tasmania yesterday that he would have had him as a walk-up start to partner David Warner in the first test, uh, wherever that might be, probably Brisbane. But now it opens it up and, and probably Marcus Harris is the, the next cab, um, unless you think otherwise, Chuck. No, I think that's probably the most likely when the Australian captain sort of comes out with that info. You know, uh, he's pretty honest, Payne. So I think that's probably at the moment the pecking order. Um, you know, there's so much to look forward to. And Ashes Summer, as you said, I can't wait for that. And I'm glad now all the hoo-ha of England, well, I think it's put it behind us and they're coming. 
Uh, we've got the women's big bash that started, guys. We've got the domestic one dayers that are that are on TV, which is great. Uh, a massive summit and the T20 World Cup, as you mentioned from the outset, that I'm lucky enough to be involved with SEN calling calling all the action uh, for all of the Australian games. So even the people that don't have the privilege of having free um, uh, pay TV, sorry, tune into SEN and we'll do our best to paint the picture of what's going on uh, in the UAE. And I think the Aussies, whilst our record, and I heard you guys in introduction say that uh, we're, we're poor in T20. We have been poor for a long time. Uh, there's no reason why we should be poor because you look at the team and I, I think it's a genuine contender. Yeah, and it's interesting, Chuck. Like you look at the success of what the Big Bash has been and there's not too many internationals that come out here and, and we sort of hold our own and, and we sort of think that that Big Bash competition is great and it just has not been able to translate onto the international scene. Why do you think that is? Uh, it's a good question and, I mean, there's plenty of theories, but one thing that I'm strong on is pick people to play specific roles in the team. And I really believe our Australian T20 team has been disjointed. And what I say by that, the right players, but on the wrong seats on the bus, they're yep. playing them out of position. When, you, when you're playing the big bash, if you play six, eight, ten games and you open the batting and you dominate, well, when you, you get picked for Australia, don't bat at five, yep. you open the batting. Now, it's hard because, in, you know, at the moment, obviously, Finch and Warner will open the batting. We can talk about their preparations, you know, leading in. There is some concerns for me around that, what's happened in the IPL. But equally, like, I'll give you one right now, and I'd love to hear you two, what your impression is. Matthew Wade, who is a street fighter, I love him. I love having Matthew Wade, and he's a very good batsman in T20 cricket. But he plays for the Hobart Hurricanes in the top three, right? And that's where he scores his runs. Now, they're talking about they're going to bat Mitch Marsh at three and Maxwell at four or five. I'm not sure whether Steve Smith actually fits into the team. And they're going to use Wade down the order. Well, that's not where he plays. And it, it is so different. Yep. In T20, you, you, you train your role and then you go and play your role. And that's my major beast that I think the Australian T20 side has picked people out of position and played them in uncharacteristic roles that they're actually used to. Does that make sense? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And it, look for our New South Wales. It, New South Wales went through this probably in the state of origin where the, the four best players or five best yep. players were all fullbacks. And they were like, well, yep. let's just pick one in the centres and put one on the wing and we'll have one at fullback. And, and you're right. They didn't, the, the, they, they picked the best players. They didn't pick the best team. And from what I can gather with, with T20 is, I think when it first came along, Chuck the T20 was like, oh, all you got to do is just try and stand there and, and hit it over the fence. But the strategy and no. the skill around it is more so than, than maybe test cricket. I'm not really sure. But the, the, great, those, no, great observation. those niche roles are because it, it's only 20 overs and, and the moments that you get in, in, in important games aren't extrapolate. That's a big word for me on a Saturday morning show. Spell it. Oh, spell it. IT. Um, <laughs> but the T20, the, those moments, Chuck, uh, they come and they go very quickly. And, and if you haven't got the right person there at the right time, you, you miss those tricks. Beautifully put. Couldn't have said it better. And uh, that's exactly what I'm talking about because it is all about matchups. And it's a, it can be a little thing like one over where you need the left-hander on strike to face the left-arm orthodox spinner to hit with the spin to the short boundary. He takes 20 off the over and the game changes. Yep. If you've got a right-hander on strike that's not a big hitter and the left-arm spinner can pin him down for three balls, I'm telling you, the game can change right then and right there. That's how precise the T20 game is. 
and I, I really hope that if the Australians pick not not necessarily the best cricketers that you look at it, oh, they're the best, mm. pick the player that can play the role. He's the man that can finish for us. He's the man that we need at the top of the order when the field's up. You know, he's the man that needs to bowl with the new ball and he might need to bowl three or four overs. You know, Josh Hazelwood, if he plays, let's use him when the ball's got some bump and some seam. He played in the IPL winning team last night and did really well. But otherwise, you know, maybe he's not, not in the best team and Kane Richardson's a better bowler because he's a better Yorker bowler and he can bowl slower balls. These are all the things that I really hope, and surely they are doing that, but they, that we haven't done it in the past and it's been frustrating as an observer. It's the first time I can remember in a T20 for a while that we've had in the squad available and not saying, as you just mentioned there with Richardson, that um, Hazelwood, Stark and, and Cummins are all in the one place. Yep, and I'm I'm not convinced, all right. And this I know this is in Sydney. I might be held down. <laughs> but those three are champions. Those three are champions, and those three in Test cricket alongside Nathan Lyon, I think, is right up there their best bowling attack ever. But I'm not convinced all three of them are in our best T20 side. I'm really not. Now you've got to pick horses for courses. <clears throat> uh, Adam Zamp is going to be in there. Ashton Agar are going to they're going to play two spinners. I'll give you another thing. I think we've underutilised spin in this format of the game, and spin is king in T20. Absolutely, we're going to go to the UAE on tiring wickets. So don't be afraid, Australia, to play three spinners. Play Mitchell Swepson as well. Leave one of the quicks out. <coughs> Ashton Agar is more than handy at number seven or eight with the bat, mm. and that's all right. You just Hazelwood gets left out for Swepson, you know. And and I really hope they do that in a couple of fixtures, Adam. And I'm looking forward to commentating because. Dubai, for example, has much bigger outfield and conducive to spin. Sharjah, where we play a couple of games, short boundaries, the surface is like Karen Rolton. It's a belter. You know, spin might disappear. You need to pick horses for courses. <coughs> uh, just some breaking news as well. We've got you on the phone, Chuck. They've, they've said today, which is good news for the competition, that the WBBL down in Tassie will go ahead this weekend. There was fears, obviously, that with Southern Tasmania in a snap three-day lockdown with a COVID case. And dude, what did he do? He broke out of quarantine, went to Woolworths and carried on like an idiot, unfortunately. So yeah. um, everyone down into a lockdown down there. But the the matches this weekend, two double-headers, uh, Saturday, Sunday, they will go ahead, just no one in the gate. So, um, yeah, at least we can watch a bit of cricket over the course of the weekend and, um, yeah, look forward to the T20 World Cup and um, with the, uh, the pre-tournament to the seeding tournament to the qualifiers, Aman playing PNG, <laughs> Chuck. What a clash, clash of the Titans. Yeah, that's a big one. And, and um, hey, we joke about it. It's massive for them, so good luck to them. And then I think the Aussies have got to warm up on Tuesday against the Kiwis from memory. So there's a bit of bit of lead up. And you're right, look, we're going to have, we all know what we've dealt with over the last two years, and it's been horrible, one of the worst periods. You know, I've got teenage children. It's just been horrible for them. But... I think now where the vaccination rate is, and I'm not a medical expert, but um, I must have been, I've worried a little bit about some of the decisions being made. We, we've got to get on with it. We've got to play the game. You know, pe- people aren't vaccinated yet. They might not be able to go to the ground. But we, we've got to, I'm so glad to hear what you just said because I was afraid with, you know, three cases or whatever it was, they were going to shut down again. I thought, oh, surely we're not going back to that. So yeah. let's move forward. Um, it, it's it's going to have some pain associated with it, for sure. I mean, we've got 2,000 cases every day down here in Melbourne at the moment. We locked down when we had, you know, 10 cases. And now we're going to open up with 2,000. But the key, obviously, is our vaccination 
then was 40. We're now heading towards that golden number of 80, and, and let's you know let's get on with it. Let's we've got to live, and I can't wait for the, the summer of cricket ahead. Likewise. Darren Barry, really appreciate your time this morning, mate, and look forward to your calls on SEN of uh, the Australian T20 matches, and hopefully it goes all the way to the final as well. Thanks, boys. Good chatting. Nick, don't ever, ever let that memory die, mate. I've loved your tweets where you've been letting people know. Uh, <laughs> oh, just goodness. keep it going, buddy. Keep it going. Yeah. Keep the dream alive, mate. Thank you. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> I don't think he goes a day on earth without mentioning that for some reason, and um, that's the quota field for today. Thanks to Chuck. Cheers, mate. We'll catch you soon. Cheers, boys. Off to a quick break on the Mowers Club. Back in a moment. You're listening to Around the Grounds. Lord Tristan Melahan rejoins us from topsport.com.au, home of the best multis, home of the uh, the top totes and all of that. Head of a big day of racing, both Randwick and happy. Caulfield. That's the focus of this well, we're discussion. We're not happy. We had bases loaded in the first innings of the baseball. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, 47 we... leg stupid multi that he's run, got. Tristan, boss. welcome back. Doing. G'day boys. Yeah, it's going to be a long ride uh, riding these nine legs out if we worry about the first the first innings. But uh, yeah, it sounds very exciting. The, the uh, still nil all there, bottom of the first and the Houston bottom. I, I want to get my money's you, worth. Mate. I'm going to get on Monday or no Tuesday. I'll just go, mate. How'd the multi go? I'm not even going to try and keep up. It's no, impossible. No. Impossible. The American sports multi. Thanks to topsport.com.au. But we will go to the racing. Uh, Randwick, Caulfield, where do we look first? What jumps out at you in terms of interest from punters out there uh, ahead of this magnificent day? Yeah, I reckon we look at the uh, Everest first. It's an absolute cracking race. It's been been so well supported. We've laid the one, the two and the five. Nature Strip, Classique, Legend in Inferno strongly. Uh, a bit of smart support for the bottom weight, number 12, Home Affairs, $13 into nine. Obviously, we're just going to have to monitor the track. The first race is underway in about an hour, so make sure you watch the first couple of races and you get a bit of a guide. Nature Strip's been so well-backed all week, $4.60 into $3.80. Classic Legend, $4 out of six, so it's been the biggest drifter. Gtra, obviously, um, you know, wanting it as wet as possible, 8.50 into 6.50. So, uh, so much support. We're betting best of the best on this race, which is the best of top fluck and best tote, which, you know, you're the highest limits out there. So if, if you want to have a bet on it, uh, make sure you check it out. But we also have a heap of Everest specials up as well for anyone interested. We've got a heap of trios, matchups, group betting, and also combo matchups. So uh, the team's gone to work putting up a stack of exotics for this race. It's probably, probably my favourite race day of the year with the big Sydney card and also the Melbourne card as well. So... Really excited about this. Uh, Trent actually informed me that there's a little rough tip in race eight as well. Anyone wanting an each-way play, Yonkers. It's been a big go, but $9 it still represents a little bit of value. That's race eight, number four, Yonkers. Uh, Glenn Schofield on board for Chris Waller. Now, Tristan, what I will do for our, our Saturday morning mowers listeners and for anyone that's investing at topsport.com.au, I will let everyone know if I back Nature Strip because if I do, it won't win. And if I don't and I choose to back another horse in that race... Jeez, it's a topical tip for the Mowers Club, isn't it? Nature in, Strip? Invest. Just absolutely invest. Because if there's the one horse in the entire history of the universe where it goes form line, one, two, one, two, one, two, it's based off whether I invest in topsort.com today. So I'll let everyone know. But uh, some of the other races, uh, the Kosciuszko, we, sp- we spoke about that. Uh, any moves there? Uh Still very solid support for Art Cadeau. It's been $8 into $4.20. Edit back out of that $6 mark. And just a little bit of support in the last hour or so for number six, Spirinek. It's $9 into $7.50. So as you say, it's just a wide... Uh, I reckon that the, the, 
the the betting activity is really going to heat up probably after that that first race. I think mm. punters are really going to hone in and, and see where they think the you know the runs are coming from. Have, have a good look at the track. So um, there's been plenty of activity, but I'm really expecting today to heat up as we get on. And then if you look at the last race, last race is is always um, you know where where the uh, the punters either play up their winnings or, or try to get themselves out of a little bit of trouble. And there's been a big go on the toppy equations being four dollars into three forty. But a little bit of specking on the, the the second horse there, Knight of Powers, 21 into 14, and it's just the right little bit of each way value, I think, in the last race, particularly uh, particularly if the track's playing up a little bit. Barrier 6 um, might get a decent run, I think. So uh, race 10, number 2. And then we jump over to the Caulfield card where, obviously, the cup is the is the feature. Uh, Incentivised now out to 270. just seems to be uh, moving out of point every time we uh, I bring the market up. So The, the track, should, the the track should be fine out in the car park where he's drawn. It should be nice and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be too wet out there. Well, that's exactly right. And, and it's the best horse in the race. If, if you can, you know, Brett Perable seems to be able to ride on a, a win on a broomstick at the moment. So it's getting out to a really good price. It was $1.80 there beforehand, but obviously going to need a little bit of luck. Expos explosive Jack, 18 into 15. Big go and uh, Delphi actually nine fifty to seven fifty. Although my father just sent me an email declaring it, which uh, probably means it's lost a leg in the last uh, <laughs> last last couple of minutes. But um, that, that's his tip for what it's worth. One thing I do know about uh, barriers: biggest load of garbage to pay too much attention to a barrier. Let's get better odds. Just get better odds. You do. Look, look at Animo Especially last in, week. In a long in a long distance race like this, if if you're the best horse in the race and then you're a good jockey on board, there's a you know you, you you're getting double the odds about incentivised. So, Fastest horse wins. Um, Fastest horse wins. Generally speaking, yeah, except for Brimham Rocks. <laughs> Don't they? And, well, the fastest horse ran, yeah. ran a nice third during the week. But just Tristan, on these big races with the the no internationals, what what have you seen in terms of punters' confidence? Because normally with the Caulfield Cup, you've got the the Australian form, you've got the, the stayers that have had a few runs, and then you've sort of got sprinkled in um, the Europeans first up. What's the – is there more confidence with the punters without the internationals, or are they you know, not as in, uh, invested in this race? Oh, no, they're, they're certainly invested, and I think what we've seen is probably you – know, it has to be a touch little bit uh, less of the depth in the races on the back of them not coming over. So we've seen some shorter-priced commodities. Obviously, if incentivised drew a half-decent barrier, probably starts this race close to odds on. Um, Zaki was look, looking like it was going down that path for Cox Plate next week. Obviously, that's changed up a little bit on the back of uh, the effort last week. But, um, but yeah, with, without the internationals there, it probably makes the form lines a little bit easier for the punters and they're honing into it. But, um, but it also takes away from the volatility of the market because you used to get a couple of different angles. People would be you know, either, either for the overseas horses or against them. And, and now it's sort of like a lot of those form lines, a lot of those big syndicates, the computer ratings all seem to be you know, finding similar horses. So in this race in particular, they're all finding the horses away from incentivised, which is causing it to drift. And then in, in the in the uh, Everest there, they're betting against uh, um, Classic Legend as well. So it, it just seems like it, it just takes away a little bit of that element. But I'm really looking forward to seeing how the last half an hour works. Because as we touched on a few weeks ago, that's when all the real big wages kick in and that's when the you know the real serious price moves happen. So if you see a little bit of money for incentivised in that last half an hour, it might start to tumble, I believe. Well, my bet this week, um, I was going to go Mr. Hustle in the Kosciuszko at 20 to 1, but I thought because of Nick's multi, if that came in and then my bet came in, well, you'd have to sell one of your 13 Mercedes. So I'll um, <laughs> I'll steer away from that, even though I do like its each way chances in the Kosciuszko up in class heavily, Mr. Hustle number 11, but uh, keep an eye on that one. But I will go to the Everest for the 100 on 
Classique legend, despite the drift. Um, I just think with that wind, the westerly wind at Randwick running down the side, if they're going to punch into it hard, Classique can get a bit of a cover from the gate and then just find that run. Uh, that trial that he had a couple of weeks ago or a week ago was sensational. Um, love to see him go back to back. Of course, the first two winners of uh, the Everest was one winner. Redzel went back to back, so I think Classique can go back to back, and we'll have the hundred on that. Kieran McAvoy needs to win another one. Yeah, exactly. needs <laughs> Needs a bit of luck in the race. Mm. What do you reckon, mate? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, well, I reckon as we said, it's getting out to good good odds, and you know, it, it's just there's a bit of uncertainty around it being first up, and uh, who's who's to question Les, Lesbridge? So I think uh, I think that sounds like a very uh, very good option. We'll put the hundred on best of the best there. If it continues to drift, it might even get near the six fifty seven dollar mark, getting that product as well. So mm. I'll put that on now, and uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, well. It could be a big, uh, big bonanza when we come back next week if both of these lob. Yeah, went to went to Hong Kong, Classic Legend, and hated it. Ever been somewhere where you thought it was going to be great, and then you got there and you hated it? Long Reef Golf Course. Come on, man, don't be like that, <laughs> Tristan. Oh, plenty of places. I was out on the farm last week, and I uh, pro- probably wasn't my natural habitat. So yeah, very, very happy to be back in the comfort of the office uh, this week. At least you got air the option. Con- air conditioning's your friend, <laughs> isn't it? Very much so, and a lot of sunscreen. Oh, dear. Uh, anything else before we let you go, mate, uh, ahead of this big day? No, no, I think that's about it. We, we've got, obviously, the, the women's big bash hopefully kicking off. There's a little bit of uncertainty in uh, Hobart, but it looks like that may no, be going It ahead. is happening. So we've got plenty of markets up. Yeah, we've got 200 markets up on each of those games, so that, that, oh. that's happening. Obviously, NFL is uh, about 15 selections there. You can follow from, from Nick from the, this morning if you want to jump on there and <laughs> EPL action back tonight. So we've got, got some good games of football. I cannot wait for the, uh, the, the Leicester-Man U game, actually. 340 Leicester, 209 Man U, and 355 the draw. And then Man City, a dollar ten. Coming back from the international weekend, uh, seemed very short, but that they're obviously sitting up at top of that, or they're, they're top of the betting in the outright market. So they look to press on and keep their winning run going. So yeah, looking forward to everything coming back. But all, all eyes on the uh, racing today, and make sure you, you you watch those first couple of races when they run just to see how the track's playing. Tristan, thanks again, mate. Appreciate it. Talk to you next week, guys. Tristan Merlihan from Topsport.com.au. Oh, nearly got me. Welcome back. Last half hour of the Mowers Club. Now, we're looking to get uh, Anton, the, the barefoot Dutchman. He's walked from Cairns to Sydney, and he the end is nigh. He's on the last little bit. He's at Palm Beach. We just can't get hold of him at the moment. Might be going through the back of Avalon there. So no reception. Not much phone reception up in, um, no. in Av. So uh, we'll hopefully catch up with Anton before the, the show is done. But check him out on Instagram, the barefoot Dutchman. It is nothing short of extraordinary what he's done because he's not only walked from Cairns to Sydney, he's done it with no shoes on. Ridiculous. Got feet like half-eaten corn fritters at the moment. I know what they look like. <laughs> we, know, we all know what they look like in this studio after this morning, after mixing things up. Around the socials, did you see the oh, – everyone saw it. I saw the highlights, the Tyson Fury fight. Yep. Everything that we we spoke about, we spoke to Ben Fordham. Ben Fordham? Ben, ben Damon. We spoke about Ben Fordham about. Did you bring up Ben Fordham for? No, we're talking because he's not doing Ninja Warrior. I might host Ninja Warrior. Oh, you're just going to aim up and uh, put your hand up? Yeah. I'll still come here on Saturdays, but I might. Um, I was talking about Ben Damon. We spoke about him. The heavyweight, for boxing to be where it needs to be on the on on the global stage and, and where it is in, in sport. It needs the heavyweight division to be strong and these two guys are um they, they put up a decent fight. It was a ripping fight. Three knockdowns to four. Um they they stood there and it was a beauty. Well, let's have a bit of audio 
from uh, Tyson Fury. He went over. He tried to be the nice guy, the bigger man, and say to Deontay Wilder, thanks for the fight, mate. Deontay gave him nothing back. So Tyson uh, walked away and went, oh, that's his problem, not mine anymore. I'm going to go and um, get on the gas for a couple of days and get on the gas he did. What do you got first here, Gibbo? Got him singing uh, American Pie. Oh, let's go. All together now, Arkansas. Let's go. Love it. Love it. it nothing gets. Did anyone suggest that last week on our on our pub songs? I don't think so. Like that can bring a bunch of people together, just and arm and arm. Piano and man. Definitely do the, the but with American Pie, it's very much a mumble through the the, the lyrics yeah, and then get to the chorus yeah, and everyone yeah, belts it out. Yeah, um, famous quote from Don McLean, the guy who um, wrote and sung American Pie. When people ask me what American Pie means, I tell them it means I don't ever have to work again if I don't want to. That's Saturday morning mowers to me. It is a great song, though. It, it's all about the 60s in music and yeah. Yeah, references to the greats of music in that era and came out in, I think, 1971 or yep. just after, just before. Do you reckon you could do that? How many rounds did you go? How many rounds of FICO? 11, 10 rounds? Yeah, 11 Nine. rounds, yep. I think. Do you reckon you could uh, stump up to the nightclub after going 11 oh. rounds? <laughs> Hell no. Zero chance. Well, and then he, had he got some knocked more down twice as, as well, didn't he? He had some more as well. It wasn't just American Pie. So he was on stage with Steve Aoki in one of the clubs. Had this. <laughs> Neil Diamond, the heavyweight champ, does what the heavy heavyweight champ wants, and but, he then. Because I reckon if you went up to Steve Aoki in Vegas and said, "Mate, put on American Pie," if you were just some random, I'm pretty sure what the answer would be. Mm. I'm sure you get anywhere. But near if you're Tyson Fury, hey, go up and request and put on whatever the hell you damn well like. Heavyweight champ gets what the heavyweight champ What's wants. What's your go-to? Oh, yeah, mate, can you put this on? To the DJ at the oh. nightclub. We had these songs last we week. We did. We did it last week. Yeah. It was um, House of Pain. House of Pain. <laughs> <laughs> Swarming from it's everywhere. Everyone just, everyone we said, everyone just bops their way over. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. Drinks up high. <laughs> uh, we're off to a quick break on Around the Grounds, the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Are we going to change the name? I think we to the are. the Mowers Club? I think we are. i got one more for around the socials quickly. Oh, sorry. Go. Yep. Is there a sporting team in the history of the world that gets more in front of themselves and ahead of themselves than the Socceroos? No. Wait, wait, wait. hang on. We've gone from the, the unbeatable, the greatest sporting team, can't wait for the World Cup to... What? Hang on. Why is this around the socials? I don't know. Because I forgot to do it in my year now. <laughs> I forgot. I've gone fishing. Uh, well, they weren't going around banging their chest saying that we're going to win the World Cup because we won 11 in a row, but they did win 11 in a row. It's a hard thing to do. They beat no one, really, in the first eight of them. Okay. But good wins. They weren't far off against Japan away. I'm just checking. Not easy. I'm just checking. <laughs> it's like you back in the day, West Coast away. <laughs> Here we go. No, it is. It's like... The Swans version of West Coast away in the middle 2000s. Not easy. Not easy. We beat everyone else here. 
unwarranted slipper from you, Davo. You're listening to Around the Grounds. On the home stretch with Around the Grounds as a name, the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, as it'll be known next week, we think, if Gibbo can get around to doing all the stingers and everything like that. The Barefoot Dutchman is on the home stretch as well. Anton, now we spoke to this gentleman back in September where he was halfway through. I think he was just outside Ballina at that point. He's walked from Cairns to Sydney, 2,600 kilometres, barefoot to raise some money for various charities. And he joins us on the line right now. I think he's in Avalon in the northern part of Sydney. Beautiful part of the world. How are things this morning, Barefoot Dutchman? Not bad at all. I am uh, loving life right now, just being back on the Northern Beaches. I bet you are. You, yeah, you're based, um, obviously, from uh, another part of the world uh, before you got here, but based yourself on the Northern Beaches. But, uh, mate, you're nearly there. What's um, What's been the go since we last spoke to you? How many ups and downs have you been through? Because you are walking along the road barefoot, all in the name of uh, a great cause. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's been absolutely amazing and challenging. Um, everything at once, uh, the roller coaster that you catch in life has been this walk as well. But um, mostly amazing, like so many, like, like meeting people on the way and, and um, yeah, having great chats. Of course, the roads have definitely not been easy on me. For most bit of the walks, I'm fully bruised up. Um, no kind of running on running on the fumes right now, but the adrenaline has picked up from now from being home. So I'm, I'm stoked. I'm happy. <laughs> the, uh, you talk about the, the road, these Northern beaches, but you're in Northern beaches, man, too. If you're walking down yeah. in the, the Shire, it's like walking on, uh, on velvet, the roads down there, but what, what are some of the, uh, of some of the, the tougher days that you've had, uh, on the way down? What are some of the, the real tough conditions that you've had to, uh, to deal with? Uh, it's, um, most of the highway up north, the Bruce Highway and, and a lot of bits a little bit below are these blue stone gravel type of roads. So what they do, you just have a bit of time from a distance. They throw some rocks on there and they call it a road. That, that's pretty much <laughs> it. It's been a nightmare to walk on. Um, and I felt bad at first complaining about it being expert, but then every single person I met said the same thing. This is absolute garbage. Uh, it's, it's a road designed and made by the devil like these these stones just bruise your feet up stick into your feet um it's quite special <laughs> if i would have known up front that the road conditions were going to be like that for most of the walk i probably wouldn't even thought about doing this whole walk but it's yeah. a challenge that does a trick off you know raising the awareness and getting the attention it's definitely been doing a trick mate i, I mentioned before that my breakfast this morning was uh, from a, the cafe across the road, corn fritters, and I only got through half of them before the start of the show and I looked over and it didn't look too great. But um, what would would the bottom of your feet look something like that, a half-eaten breakfast at the moment, or are they in pretty good nick? No, they're actually like a lot of people just today is, oh, I've asked like, oh, show me the bottom of your feet and they're all a bit disappointed. They actually look pretty good. <laughs> uh, I haven't really stepped into like glass or anything like that. It's the inside of my feet that will probably look like complete chaos right now. It's just so bruised. Um, like the nerve endings are just in bits. Uh, but the bottom of my feet, like there's not even a lot of callus or anything. Like I wasn't really blessed with getting any callus on the way, unfortunately. Then, then the day after, you get that little bit of, like the day after the last game of footy, like the next, oh, geez. when you don't have to walk, then what are you going to do? Uh, 
probably put my seat up for like at least a week, just not really moved a lot. A lot. I'll say that now, and I'll probably be up walking from Queenslip to Shelley Beach the day after. But um, yeah, I, I'm just gonna um, take it easy for about two or three weeks, just kind of let my body and, and my mind recover from uh, from this madness and this beautiful walk, and focus on what's going next. Like I feel like this is actually only the start of something bigger and greater. That's what I hope. And yeah, we're about to find out. Yeah, you, you've raised over 50 grand Aussie and you've raised a, a bit of money back in um, the Netherlands as well. And it's all for men's mental health and awareness around that. Yeah, to raise awareness for uh, for men's mental health, to show that it's completely fine to have and show emotions and you know to speak up whenever we need to. We all have struggles and it is completely fine um, to speak up and know that you can. And got you for life and tomorrow, man, are the two... Australian organizations that I walked for. Um, and yeah, it's all going to them. And I hope to uh, to meet them soon as well and, and be able to go to high schools and schools and job sites to share the story. I'm sure Gussie Wallen will have you on board with Gotcha for Life. Absolutely. Um, just on, okay, you, you, we talk of, oh, what, what are some of the, the, the dark moments that you've been on during this walk? With, flip side, were there any moments where you were just totally delirious and like, you know, you just <laughs> sudden got... You have this sudden burst of energy where you're walking through the middle of nowhere and you're, you're doing these crazy things, maybe singing out loud or, or something like that where uh, you, your emotions went the other way? It's pretty much every day. It was like there's always a moment where you're just shouting out loud, like just cursing to yourself or getting yourself on this walk and then like an hour later you'd just be singing and laughing because the road would just be a little bit smoother or the sun would come out. Um, I've, I've had it heaps. Like I've been walking by myself most of the time and just, singing to myself and listening to books and having a jolly good time. Um, but then, yeah, there's definitely moments where, you know, when the road gets really tough, you're tired from not sleeping in your tent next to the highway, um, you know, the weather gets a bit rough. Yeah, there's, there's moments where you, uh, where you curse yourself. But, you know, these are the moments that I want to show as, oh, you know, we all go through them and you can get through it. Uh, by the end of the day, something good always happened. Um, someone pulling over or having a chat and made it all worth it again. So it's been, when it comes to that, like a massive roller coaster, but from all, from all bits, but it's always ended up well. Mate, awesome achievement. You're on Instagram. Check him out there, the Barefoot Dutchman, uh, raising awareness and money as well and getting through this extraordinary effort, mate. Well done. The walk from Cairns to Manly, nearly over 2,600 Ks, ends tomorrow afternoon. Enjoy whatever you want to enjoy when it's all said and done, mate. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks very much. And if, if I can do one last uh, shout out, if uh, if there's anyone that wants to join um, say me going towards the finish line, I'm trying to create a bit of a forest gum moment um, from Queenslift to uh, South State in Manly. It's a short bit, but just to make a bit of a statement to show to everyone that's struggling with their mental health right now that they're not alone. Uh, I want to finish with as many people as possible to, to show these people that we're there for them as well. So, if there's anyone tomorrow that wants to come to Manly or is in Manly and wants to uh, yeah, finish this walk with me, you're more than welcome. Beautiful, mate. Outstanding. Thanks again for joining us and um, enjoy the rest. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Cheers, mate. Uh, the Barefoot Dutchman joining us. just don't us. want a big crowd of people there. Just imagine if someone stepped on his foot. Oh. If <laughs> he walked all the walk from 500 from home. Someone shot him a foot. Tell you one thing. Everyone out there, get your lawns done anywhere along there. He's got his... um. He's got his summer feet in, surely. He won't need to worry about walking from the car park down to the water. I'll be flat out walking from the couch to the fridge this afternoon.
in between <laughs> races, and he's gone from camp. But it's a, it is a great cause, and um, congratulations to him. Off for our last break. Uh, back in a moment to wrap things up on the Mowers Club. This is Around the Grounds. Big question this afternoon, Nick. At what point does the, the form guide lift out become the persuader? Yeah, it's uh, it's probably the form guide is last because it's all apps and topsport.com.au app and the form guide. So it, it, the form guide's main role now is to be the persuader because <laughs> um, you don't really need to go through and mark your scratchings and, and whatnot because it's all done on the topsport.com.au app. What's your Everest tip? Uh, home Affairs. Ooh. Down the bottom there. Okay. Sting out, gets a little bit of weight relief off the top. Chris Waller, Glenn Boss, they know what they're doing. A um, couple of battlers combining okay. there. With and the Cormor, owners as with well. Cormor because <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't even know when the richest turf race in the world, when the winnings got deposited in their accounts. They wouldn't even know. Oh, I reckon they would. I don't know. I reckon they would. <laughs> what is know. it to the winner? 6.2. 6.2. I reckon you know when that goes in. But uh, as I said, to the, uh, it's not like the, the Saturday morning mowers and topsport.com.au uh, gambles out there responsibly. I'll let you know my nature strip decision closer. I like home affairs, but if I do back nature strip, I'll let you know to, uh, to abort mission. If I don't, uh, go chips in because that's generally what happens. Um, all the other racing. Um, if Caulfield Cup. Uh, Caulfield Cup. Well, look our mate uh, we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, Daniel Moore with Young Werther. Um, Werther. 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 Young Werther. Young Werther. Um, he ran the uh, the favourite there to a length and a half the other day. Mm. I, you know, the, the sick beat that you do. Um, <laughs> Jouet's, um mm. saw it during the week and it's, like, it's already in the Caulfield Cup, but I thought, oh, this would be, you know, um, just going around for the it's sake of it. Just going around, but mm. it, it, there was a dollar fifty favourite in the race, and you think, oh, all this thing has got to do is run second or third. I run second or third. It was two dollars sixty to play. So was, Nicholas has had a place bet only. You should yeah know yourself. I should that. yeah know myself. But anyone out there uh, gambling responsibly this afternoon on topsport.com today, you uh, in the get out stakes at Caulfield. I think if it keeps uh, raining down here, Malkovich. Uh, the Beyond Baker Yard yep. lo- loves a wet track. Um, Colette, race seven, loves the wet. Loves a wet track. Get on. Um, yeah. Sydney, Sydney form down there in Melbourne. Sydney form. Um, We're better than you, Melbourne. Are you, are you commentating cricket today? Nope. Nope. Arvo off. Front lawn about to be mowed. Ooh. Get, yep. uh, get out there. Be a bit windy. Um, I'll be right. As long as it's not raining. It's optimal. Grass growing conditions coming this week. A bit of humidity in the air, all the rain last week. It's fantastic. Growing like a jungle. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait for next Saturday. Yeah. The Mowers Club, officially. I think we're going to coin it. The Mowers Club. And you can stick around on SCN as well, boys. Don't worry. You can tune in on the car ride home. Chris, yeah, I'll, Warren. Chris Warren. I'll have the earbuds in. And Are you uh, on this week? Yeah. Did you, did you, how much airtime? Give me a percentage of airtime last week Ooh, for you. About 20%. I'll be oh. lifting those numbers today. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> off the back of strong text and uh, tweets two, and Two-hour show today, and then SEN 1170 is going to take SEN track, track for all the, uh, the main races this afternoon. Sweet. Good idea. Here's our pump-up song. Nick, thank you, mate. And um, you. this is in reference to you because I'm still not sure which one you are. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, 
We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.